Hey everybody, it's Nolan North, you know, Nathan Drake from Uncharted, and you're listening to the Geek Apocalypse Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest episode of the Geek Apocalypse Podcast with yours truly, Mr. Stephen Hesse. Thank you so much for checking out the latest episode. And first things first, I'd like to apologize for my lack of episodes, which I mentioned in the Manu Interami episode, which I think will be after this in order. Uh, is because I've had some stuff going on in my personal life. I decided to take a bit of a break as well because I think that's the first like sort of solid period of time I've took off doing anything really. Um, uh, because uh, uh, um, the, the, a lot of serious stuff, um, getting answers about certain stuff, and trying to sort of sort some things out in our in behind the scenes, I guess, has led us to having a slight delay in the episode. So that's the reason why. Um, so this is why I'm putting a bunch of episodes up at once and this one has been in the pipeline for a couple of weeks in terms of it was supposed to be released in the first week of October with the Engage podcast guys who are hugely big friends of ours um, known them since they started their podcast pretty much met them at FCD or in the process of talking to media partners because we got media uh, partnership for that event and I really liked them and got on with them well I consider them friends of, of the show and uh, I really get on with them well so the reason I invited them on is because they sent me a message to say they were celebrating their one year anniversary so I wrote something for their blog celebrating that um, but also um, so I thought so in relation to that I said okay yeah I'll write something and how about you come on uh, the podcast to talk about your one year anniversary so that's exactly what we did and it was really really fun to get the guys back on because they hadn't been on in quite a while I'm not actually sure how long it's been uh, but you, you know time flies when you're having fun and so um, a lot of stuff has happened in the Star Trek universe in terms of the new series, which is coming out, I think, next year. Uh, there's been more information that will leak during the time they've not been on, so we obviously talked to them about that. I think it's called Discovery, isn't it? I'm having a blank on the name. I think it's called Discovery. Um, and so, yeah, with it being a sort of prequel-esque uh, ver- uh, series setting that I've got a lot of debate on this episode so I hope you enjoy that we obviously talk about how the Engage podcast started um, the sort of interviewing technique how the guys know each other which is always fun to talk about um, and just sort of podcasting in general because you know being they were both from the UK it's like we're kind of supporting the same field in terms of getting people hopefully interested in the podcast network that, it, that, that some people may not know about in the UK, so that's the reason why we do these kind of things. And also, they're just fun to talk to, to be honest. So, if you like what you hear, obviously you can subscribe to us, as well as the guys on iTunes, which is the, the Engage Podcast, not to be confused with Engage Podcast, which is another uh, Star Trek, uh, more Star Trek official uh, podcast. And also, the Engage Podcast, uh, if you just type in onto the Googles uh, or look in the description you will find the website where you can find information and all that stuff but this is um, the episode with the guys from the Gage podcast I hope you guys enjoy it and you can uh, follow us on Twitter at geek underscore apocalypse as well I hope you guys enjoy So cool, uh, 
uh, as you guys know, I don't really do like an intro. Well, I do do an in, in, uh, 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 official introduction and then never use it. So let's just let's just do it anyways, for, just for shits and giggles. Uh, um, so welcome back to the Engage Podcast, guys. Uh, I'm very excited to have these guys back on because uh, obviously, like I say to some people who are returning, is obviously it would be makes sense to people who are listening who have not heard the one they were on. I think I've guessed it. Well, we did a joint one last time, and I think they were on before <laughs> that. And then also, um, I. Th- have I, guess, have I actually have I actually guessed it on an episode just <laughs> we did for the you? Clapping, did the one. Oh yeah, oh yeah, which I never even used. I, I never that was that was like a, an idea. Like uh, what Phil just referenced there was the clappy video that was that was far more complicated than I ever envisaged, and I never ended up getting to do it. <laughs> Three of us found Phil's house trying yeah. to plug in the microphones. And yes, it, oh, we've all got tangled up. Yes, and that was what? only what ten minutes we did for you, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was just oh, a little fun I thing at the end, it. which I might should really get round to doing that, considering the amount of people I asked to do that. Um, <laughs> you know, and then I suddenly went, "Wow, this is really hard," because you know, getting let's just leave it for now. Yes, but we'll <laughs> see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, yeah, but I mean, it's like there's so much to do. But anyway. It's not, this isn't about me. That's, that's, um, that's media for you. The yes. amount of ideas you have that never come to fruition. Yes, yes we're, we're doing this thing, that thing. And then you sit going, we never did that, guys. Oh, yes, I remember. That was a good thought. Too late, it's like two years later and it will never actually happen. Or it's a case of you have an idea. Oh, we'll come back to it. And it's like years later and it's still gathering dust on the shelf somewhere. What these guys aren't telling you is that kind of it's everything that I go, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Don't worry. No worries. <laughs> uh, what's going on with that one, Phil? Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's always... You have one Sorry, go on. We have one a few weeks ago, so that was pretty good. I've kind of half forgotten what Phil said a few weeks ago, so that's kind of quite current as well. Just kind of, Phil had like six ideas, half of which I've forgotten, half of which are never going to happen. Mm-hmm. So we end up about one or two that... Well, I think it's, well, I, I guess... All the ones that you end up talking about when you're around <laughs> I mean that happens all the time. I mean, I any time I ever talk to people about, especially if it's sort of like businessy, like minus, is that you you come up with plans all the time and they never get the chance to actually dedicate any time to it. Or which is why I, I think a lot of people fall into that in personal life as well. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced it, but you know when people kind of go like, "Oh, I've got this great idea," and you go, well, "Why don't you do it?" and they go, "Well, it's, you know, it's almost like they're like, well, it's just an idea. You're not meant to call me out on it. How dare that's, you?'" That, that's <laughs> me in everything, Stephen. Yes. Literally, I've got, I've got, I've got something. Like, oh, I'll do it now. I've got this. I need to do this. I'll do it now. And like six months later, I still haven't done it. Yeah. And fittingly, that is the origins of how we started. Well, yeah, that's that. that see, Jamie read my mind there because it seemed the natural, you know place to 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 lead to because to mention the people who are listening is the engaged podcast are celebrating an anniversary which is one of the reasons why when we, we were chatting because they um i'm going to write something for them in terms of uh just a, a like a, a small blog essentially about congratulating them on achieving a, a landmark uh anniversary so but obviously the the fun thing to ask is i think we may have touched on this last time these guys were on but just for the benefit of people who didn't listen and makes sense being an anniversary it's like so do you guys remember out of the three of you who's the first one to bring up the idea of going how are we doing a podcast like who's who's was it (laughs) i I initially said hey let's why don't we do a podcast on it and simon was the one who actually run with it Uh 
So I and then, then progress the wheels and everything else. <laughs> what I love as well, I think, is because Phil's just like, with uh, Phil with the webcam, he pointed, and he actually pointed <laughs> to Simon there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you, Phil. No, my, no, 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 my end here is Jamie. Oh, oh right, I think it must be... Oh, yeah, because it, it flips it, yeah. That's better, Phil, thank you. Oops, sorry. See, if I, if, see, for me, you're here anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah, sorry. I, did, I, I only just realised that like um, my um, my <laughs> my software that I record with flips it. So you're probably right <laughs> from your point of view. <laughs> you probably were doing the right thing to make it look like you were pointing the wrong person. But anyway, yeah, um, so more to the point, like even before then, like how did you guys? Because I, you know, I guess because of the the one problem about doing like over a hundred of these, like I'm on like about 132 or something <laughs> right now, is I never remember certain stories, and I'm sure you've told me a couple of times even when I met you. But like, <laughs> were you friends beforehand? Like, how did you guys actually meet? Like even before from then, school. all from school. All oh, from right, school. we were all in the same year, but more importantly, we were all in the same half of the year. We all went to a school um, in Essex, and it was quite a big school. So there was what, how many in a year? Two or three hundred. So we actually split into half. So, but really, Star Trek. I suppose. It, I suppose it's all down to Simon. Really, I was never a really big Star Trek fan when I was growing up, and I suppose Jamie. I guess you weren't either well, as I, much. You, know, you were more CIS, weren't you? Well, my my dad's my dad was is a massive Star Trek fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I've seen it on TV, but I never really paid much attention. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until um, I said I met Simon and became really good friends with him that it, it took him literally a year. I think it was about a year to wear me down. Six Six form. Six form. Six into form. What, yes. Yeah. yeah. Into actually watching it a whole year. Finally, uh-huh. his persistence paid off. Um, and the very and the very first thing I saw that was Star Trek was First Contact. Uh-huh. Snap. That's where yeah. Simon entered me into Star Trek yep. as well. And then he brought me yeah. on. To, yeah, that actually just just as a quick segue because that's really an interesting question because. I have a friend of mine the other day, because, um, to give you a very brief context, is a friend of mine who I spent a lot of time, uh, like, hanging out with in school, um, re-entered my life by, like, sort of accident in the sense of he was living in London with his girlfriend after university and stuff, and then through circumstance he ended up coming back to the northeast of England, and I bump into him on the metro, and so we've been, like, kind of got really close as friends again, and... Uh, the point I'm seeing last time I saw him I didn't have my Star Trek tattoo so he kind of just like looked at my Star Trek Voyager insignia and said oh you're a Star Trek fan and then he said the the words which I as you guys probably would um, would, would guess is he'd be like Stephen probably doesn't know anyone that hasn't seen Star Trek which is probably true I, I probably couldn't name anyone and he went oh, I haven't seen an episode of Star Trek and I went Oh my god, I've never been in this situation before. <laughs> what do I do? And then so I was, as you were, as you were, as you were describing that, I was thinking, cause he's got, he's like a perfectionist, so he says he's gonna watch from original series, but was that a conscious decision in terms of going, um, Simon to them, oh, I'm gonna show you his first contact because I think you'd like it, or, cause like, I guess if someone isn't a Star Trek fan, would you kind of figure out what they should watch? Do you go, oh, I'm going to watch from the literally the first episode, or do you pick a film like you did? Like, how do you, you deal with it? You have to be clever. You have to be clever with it, because you can't just go, oh, watch whatever. <laughs> You've got to pick up on what they enjoy. Yeah. Because then you can kind of go, like with Jamie. Jamie's a big reader. Yeah. So I instinctively gave him, and you remember this, Jamie, don't you? I gave him 
my copy of First Contact with yeah. um, the, the database. I used to have a database on there. I still kind of do, but yeah. it's like original form mm-hmm. of like, this is Enterprise Z, this is the Borg, this is this thing. Just so that if he got a bit confused what things were, he could read about what they were. So he read that first, went, yeah, I enjoyed that. Okay, fine, we'll see the film of it. Watch that, because see, with that, you, you get a good grasp of what's going on. You don't have to watch Generations or anything else. Yeah, yeah because I'll, if you think about if you think about it, you also get the beginnings of what humanity would become. So it's like a nice all rolled into one type thing. So oh I yeah, think, that's a good point. Yeah, it's in the origins of the Federation in terms of the mm. the warp drive and everything. Yeah, I, mean, I get you. Yeah. It, it just seemed like the most sensible place to start, no. and then uh, then you kind of move uh, 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 oddly enough backwards. So then I started showing him next gen. Mm. Kind of, here's where they ended up. Here's where they started off. Yes. And, and it, then it to works. interrupt, he saw Voyager and he saw a very young, nice lady and then never looked back. <laughs> Was this nice little lady seven of nine? Yes, <laughs> of course. Or was it? Of would bring that up. Or was it? Gen- or was it Jennifer Lean? <laughs> However you say it. <laughs> no, no, it was uh, Jerry Ryan, seven of nine. Because <laughs> I remember at one point, like, because I mean, the poor unfortunate lady. I don't know if you heard, like, you probably do, being Star Trek fans, but she was. In, I think, or maybe we may have brought this up, but she got into trouble not too long ago. Um, as in the actor playing Kess, that she ended up getting arrested for like, I think it was, um, you know, um, I think it was flashing in public, like, gro- <laughs> like gross indecency or something. But in all, in all, but in all sadness, I think she has like an alcohol issue or something, and and she was out of the because the reason I bring this up in, in all sincerity is that she, you know, how like because we've taught, I know, when we were, we met at. Um, at the the convention earlier the earlier in the year at FCD that I, we talked at length about Voyager, and I she was one of these people I'd be quite interested to get you know the inside scoop on because of the fact of what happened to her by leaving and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, it doesn't sound like that's going to happen considering she left the show business <laughs> like yeah. straight after it pretty much. Completely. Um. Yeah, which is interesting. But anyway, um, what were you talking about before that? <laughs> Simon, uh, Kevin, you were talking about you. Oh about yeah, but Gen- yes, Jerry Ryan, Jerry Ryan, yeah. Because <laughs> the point is, you know, I would say, because I wasn't like, I mean, I guess let's go around the, the, the call and say, like, out of the three, like, I use all... Like, okay, he has an even more interesting question. I was going to ask, like, individual series, but let's go with, starting with Simon, like, what's your... I don't want to be negative, but it's just in, it's interesting more than negative. What was the worst Star Trek series? Let's start with Simon. <laughs> Tough one, really. Mm, it's difficult because... You know, particularly if you we think... don't try and be negative, so <laughs> well, I'm I'm not. I'm, be, I'm uh, imagine I'm your lawyer and I am forcing you. <laughs> <laughs> I am forcing you to pick. I think Voyager because it was a bit underwhelming because it wasn't because Ronald D. Moore used what Voyager should have been in Battlestar Galactica. There you go, and that, mm-hmm. we won't go on that argument. We've already had that once before with Clive. <laughs> well, I'm so sorry, we've that. That's the wrong answer, and we ran out of time. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, going, uh, just quickly, briefly going back to a point I was going to make about how yeah, we're into Star Trek. Yeah. was actually, um, we, all, we all, again, this is just plugging us, so... No, <laughs> go ahead. Go no, it, whatever. Well, it, our episode number eight, if yes. you look us up on SoundCloud, is actually how to get someone into Star Trek. Ah, that's cool. Um, and, Simon, is that the first episode that I joined you on? Or? It was. Yeah, it was, Phil. 
So episode number what eight. What he said. Yes. Yeah. What he said. Yeah. That was great. Um, Originally, the engaged episode. podcast was actually a two-sum, not a three-sum. Yeah. If you pardon the expression. <laughs> <laughs> originally, no. it was just me and Simon, and you joined us uh, a couple of years later, didn't you, Phil? Correct, yes. So, so when we the, said uh, a couple of years later, it was more like the, the, the whole concept. I mean, we're what? How many years down the line? Well, you guys are... Two, Phil. No, 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 no. no. In, entirely. It's about four or five years down the line. About five, I believe. Because we did a lot of uh, preparation and, and getting to grips with actually being on the microphone and talking and yeah, yeah. getting ideas together. So officially, we've only been going two years, but unofficially, we've been, like, say, four or five years. Oh, no, I totally, like, I mean, just a quick segue in regards to that. Like, if you count all my sort of community radio stuff and, and all the sort of shows I did before then and, and like, even, like, when I was in sixth form doing, like, sort of local radio and stuff like that, I've been doing it way longer than Geek Apocalypse has been running. So, yeah, if you counted all them years, it's way longer than, than officially. So I get why you said that. Um, Like, into, you know, when you said about that episode about getting people into Star Trek, Phil, was the idea, did they ask you to come on because of the idea of like you as you were saying well, earlier that you weren't really a fan and so you were the, like the the subject what's the it word was logical, it was a logical <laughs> yeah. yeah to explain i've known simon since what year five four five, five year five, five so what that's nine five. is it nine or ten nine ten years since, since we were nine or ten years old um, and he has always loved star trek Mm-hmm. Always love such About 15, 15 years. years. And, I mean, the main thing that brought us together was actually Pokemon, but we'll have to skip straight <laughs> on. <from that. laughs> but all changed has, now. Has been, since then, Simon's had his little hammer, little chisel, and dub 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 yep. dub And then slowly and slowly I cracked, and then now I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like me. <laughs> well, I think it's but just. You're right. That, that was. Um, I was a guinea pig for that particular episode. They yeah. brought me on as a guest. And I'm kind of the guest that left. <laughs> no, no, I, I, the, yeah, no, the guest was, in there, yeah. Sorry. Phil, it was always kind of planned, anyhow. So it wasn't in kind of, head. oh, <laughs> Phil, Phil and Apple Mom, but it's just like, that was always my plan, just kind of... Your evil plan. That would work better, <laughs> as we yeah, had to. I remember, I remember you mentioned that to me, so before we brought Phil on, it's like, hang on a second, it'd be great if we had a third person, and you suggested Phil, didn't you? Which kind of worked because we had the old fan, the mediocre sort of middle of the way, not mediocre, so that's the wrong oh, word, Jamie. Middle of the middle of the road fan, Jamie, and then the new fan, me. Yeah. And it's kind of still gone on that progression because there's still episodes I haven't seen and bits like bits I still haven't seen in Star Trek, whereas Simon's the there's a lot of episodes guru. you haven't seen. And so, for, the, for the first year, I think we used to call Simon Yoda, which kind of didn't make sense for Star Trek, but there we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, out of the three of us, he knows the most. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I, I mean, do you go along with? Because I always find it very silly. I wasn't really originally going to ask you this, but you've 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 intrigued me by what you're saying. And that because sometimes when you say the word, like for example, Trekkies, which I guess you know still people are called in regards to like in Star Trek, is that it used to be, or it was at least perceived the way the way of that you were a Trekkie into in terms of like you knew everything and you read all the novellas and and everything else and. And it seems to, like, is it fair to say it's, like, broadened in the sense of, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I never kind of look at, like, say, my friend who's just starting to get into them, that I don't go, like, because I really, uh, I mean, I guess I'm a Trekkie in that I, I, well, I am and that I like it, but I don't really sort of go, oh, I define myself that way, if you see what I mean, yeah. 
um, do you um, have to like? Yeah. You, do you do you get what I'm saying? And the the that you don't have to like like Phil's saying. I don't think necessarily you have to 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 have seen every episode to just enjoy something. If you see what I mean, like I get very frustrated when that kind of gets portrayed in in, in well, certain here's, places. Here's an analogy. I mean, what you're talking about is something that's over a long length of time. Yes. So and and the world has moved on. So if you're looking at something that's fifty years long. Yes. Uh, Twenty years ago. Geeks weren't popular. wasn't wasn't the popular thing. In so it's like, oh, you're a trekkie, you're a weirdo. Yeah, uh, yeah. Whereas now it's become, I'm 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 I am a bit more of a geek. I'm a trekkie. That's normal. Yes. If I give you the analogy of say Game of Thrones. Yes. Game of Thrones don't have a oh you're a throno or see what I mean. There isn't that <laughs> a gamer. That, that, <laughs> a game, it, it, it wouldn't make so. Yes. That's only been going around a certain amount of time. Thirty years time, if people are still talking about that now, oh, would they, they have their own thing and would that be considered geeky? Maybe, I don't know. And I, yeah. I don't know, that's the analogy I kind of no, use. No, I but, think uh, you're right. I think I agree with you in the sense that, yeah, I think you got a good point in that Trekkies kind of was just the word that existed at the time and then it's just kind of like the the, the that word is expanded to mean a lot a lot of people, whereas your, your example... Meaning, yeah. Yeah, yeah, whereas your thing with Game yeah. of Thrones is um, that's a good example because I know tons of people who it's weird because you see people who you wouldn't necessarily stereotypically call a geek who go love Game of Thrones, love Walking Dead, and because they're the type of shows that like cross so many different, I guess, Ooh, stereotypical boundaries. Too, yeah, yeah I started watching that again, The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. So I binge watched. I binge watched like two seasons. Of that I really need to catch up. But anyway, mm. oh, sorry, Sam. It's- it's the fact that geekdoms, geekdoms had a revival. It's geek sheet yeah. these days. When I first got into it, Star Trek was in kind of the wilderness. You kind of hear Doctor Who do, doing the same sort of thing, the wilderness, where yeah. nothing was really going on. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of looked down upon. Mm-hmm. And then once you got into 09 and Kelvin Timeline, as it is called now, it's all become popular. So mm-hmm. it's like Big Bang Theory... And all of that, it's just societal change. Just kind of went, yeah, actually, that's all cool now. And it's just like, okay, great. We've had we were here we've had. first, actually. As people suddenly realise there's a lot of money in it. I think that's also... <laughs> oh, yeah, and the fact that, you know, CBS has said they have... They have um, they said there is the, going to be the new Star Trek series, Star Trek Discovery. So, you know, they've, they've, they've seen that Star Trek has had such a huge revival and they're capitalising on it. Well, yeah, but... It's just suddenly happened where... It, Everyone's gone. Actually, that's actually quite cool. I don't know why, but that's quite cool. And it's just suddenly happened, and everyone's yeah. gone. Yeah, I'm I on mean, board with that now. You're cool. I okay. mean, even 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 people that I know, even my own family, like for example, my my brother quite enjoys the Kelvin timeline films, and he's never really watched Star Trek, but he really he's really enjoyed the first two. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and I think I think like the Kelvin timeline is is, is, an, is another great way to get someone into it. Yeah, it opens the door. Yeah, because. The, the, there's a Phil. few. Sorry, go on. <laughs> Phil, perfect example. Kind yeah, yeah, of, yeah. you get them involved in that, and then they go, "Actually, who is this guy? Mm. I'll learn more about him. I'll go back to the original series. I'll, I'll look at next gen." Mm. To be fair, my 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 theory is, you know, Picard over Kirk, but totally Kelvin t- timeline over original totally series. Totally agree. To- 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 I totally <laughs> agree with that. Um, but you know that we've. I, I know for a fact Picard versus Kirk debate, and everyone. That's right, go on. No, no, go, uh, go ahead, just whatever you say. I was just going to make the random point. I love the fact it's always the Picard versus Kirk debate, and it's like, well, there are three other captains. 
<laughs> yeah, but none is influential. Yeah, yeah no, it's, uh, it's Jonathan Archer every day. Well, that, could be, that, could be, that could be argued against, but we won't go into that. Yeah. <laughs> Interestingly enough, do you realise that the catchphrase for um, Captain Picard was actually make it so? Not anything else. T, Earl Grey Hot. People, people keep saying no, it's engaged, engaged. or it's, or it's, yeah. it's, it's actually like, he says make it so more often than anything else. All right, Jane yeah. Or Jane Ways was there's coffee in that nebula. <laughs> sure, you said that once. Yes, yeah, but that's still really caught cool on, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so apparently now a phrase is just saying it once in an episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cat well, phrase. Kate, well, Kate, Kate Mulgrew mentioned it at DST one. Yeah, Look, she mentioned that. People asked her to say, and she said it. So. Yeah, but that's well, the convention, James. She mentioned it once in one episode. Yeah, I think no. Yeah, it's still quite popular, though. Isn't no, it? no. Yeah, I think I think though, Jamie. Like, it's not necessarily. Uh, you, you're right in the sense of what you're saying, but it's not necessarily like a. I think what we're kind of talking about with like make it so is like a catchphrase, where a, and a catchphrase is something that's mentioned like fairly frequently. Like, if you mention a particular series, um, that they'll, they'll you know like um, Bazinga for the Big Bang yeah, Theory or Smeghead for Red Dwarf or. I think Jamie would be. Breaks Prime Directive, no. <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 or Jamie, a, yeah, a Lannister always pays his debts. That's the catchphrase, because they say it all the time. Oh, a Lannister, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's quite, a, there's quite a few of them in Star Trek that, that, you, that you can see the odd bits of of stuff and 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 and, uh, and mention them, like in particular Star Trek films or something. Because, like, I mean, look at, look at um, Khan in Wrath of Khan. The fact that he just screams it like ridiculously high and and like mm. over aggressively angry, and I'm did, um, a, I did Archer quote that. Have a catchphrase. Sorry. Did Archer ever have a catchphrase? Uh, get me off this series as soon as possible. <laughs> 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 oh, sorry. Yeah, that was what you said privately. <laughs> I'm so no, going, I'm going sorry. Oh no, he really said good. it once. That means it's a catchphrase. But yeah. It's <laughs> But Steve, what you said is actually a really good point. Where you were just about to, you were just about to finish off what you were saying. That, that, that's one hundred percent right. What, exactly. what? What I said? Yes, I can't remember <laughs> what I said now because we went on so many <laughs> tangents. <laughs> well, I just I'm just pleased he said I was right. I'm happy to end the podcast there. To be honest, <laughs> 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 it's not very often. No, um, no, but there were several things in relation to what you guys said about the resurgence and stuff. Because there was a couple of points I wanted to make because. What I think it was Jamie. Jamie said it, or uh, in terms of saying that Phil got back involved, like, or you you become you start liking it again because of the two thousand and nine version. And I meet people who are never Star Trek fans, who are friends. It's like some the odd friends of mine. Like I sort of half joking earlier on when I said there are people I know that didn't like Star Trek, but they would they went to see the two thousand and nine version. And went, oh, that's quite cool. I, re- I quite liked it, and I'm, and so. And part of me gets annoyed, but I'm like, it's not really Star Trek, but uh, it's just like, but I'll take it it's for what it is. Road, isn't it? It's an inroads. It's yes. Yeah. Like, for example, I would never read. I don't think I, I would have watched. I don't think I would have watched the new films if Simon hadn't got me into Star Trek. But equally, I don't think I would have enjoyed them as much mm-hmm. if I hadn't had that pre-generations sort of. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Generations again. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Pre-generation is in Star Trek Next Generation. As, as opposed to the film. Sorry, say that again. We had a bit of cut there. What was that, Simon? Uh, so, uh, it's Phil's favourite film. 
Oh, we've got a bit of... Uh, sorry, we've got a connection issue there, yeah, so I guess we'll wait a second. To, just wait a second until it, uh, until it fixes itself. It's annoying. Yeah. It's going so, it was like, that was a good little momentum there as well. It was very frustrating. Um, so, so, yeah, but... I've been every the whole way through. Sorry, say that again? Yeah, so Phil's favourite movie's uh, next uh, oh, is Generations. All oh, right. Um, yeah. Um, oh. Someone was saying. Oh yeah. Okay. So um, remind. I always get that one mixed up with um, was ju- which um, which one was that Generations? Is that the one where Whoopi Goldberg is around. Oh yeah, it's the one. Yeah. So it's the one with. Um, Just mention the Whoopi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's the one with um, the one with the the captain changeover with Kirk. Yeah, um, and the way he goes, the worst way possible. Like. Yes, and the fact that do you know the whole story of because it's on the DVD commentary about that he charged an absolute massive amount of money to use his own horses, and he would only do the film with horses in it. Do you know this story? Oh, it's fantastic because it's on the DVD commentary, and I heard about this for a podcast. I think it was um, you might use again. I, I I might have to adhere to Simon's lo- Simon's logic, but who wrote? Who wrote Generations? Do you know? No, I think that might be an anti Google. I think. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, it's whatever the whatever the uh, writer for Generations was. Um, uh, was it Bra- was Braga around around about then? Probably, probably, but I don't know whether he wrote that. But anyway, um, whoever wrote Generations did it. Him and the director um, sat down. Berman. Brandon yes. Braga. Oh, yes. More. There you go. I think it was... That was who I was trying to think of, because I thought it would be Braga. It was Moore, I think, who told this story, and he was the person I'd forgot. So anyway, he tells the story on the DVD commentary, so any of Star Trek fans who don't know this story, it's hilarious, is these guys probably were aware of that originally, I think he had an idea of that Kirk wasn't going to die, and then they changed it. And that was one idea that was floating around, that he was going to survive. Um... But the, the but the main reason, the main thing that was the sticking point for him to be involved in Generations was he said, I want a horse scene. <laughs> because everyone's like, because no one's aware of the, like, at the t- obviously, I think more so now because he's very, very popular and Star Trek's had a resurgence, etc. And obviously, this was like when Generation, uh, when, um, you know, uh, next generation had you know became a thing and stuff like that and obviously you got yeah. Voyager and stuff so Star Trek's become even bigger institution than it already is so now everyone's aware that he's actually like a world class equestrian and that's what he kind of does in his spare time and you know looks after horses and has a ranch and everything so he's kind of like a cowboy in this in, this, in oh, that okay. sense so he's been like that for his lot for his entire life so when he wanted to do generations he said I would like a horse scene and then they went, okay, so they, when they came up with the Nexus idea, they were like, well, I guess we could have an idea with horses. And then Patrick went, Pat, uh, Patrick Stewart, apparently, because originally it was just going to be like Shatner showing off his equestrian skills. <laughs> um, and then he was just like, like just jumping the horse around, like over the river. And then Picard, um, Patrick Stewart went, I'd like to do that too. So they're like, okay, we'll do it together then. And they came up with that scene with them talking and they're side by side. Um, but the funny thing that the, that uh, Ronald Moore said, Fair I think enough. it's I think it's him, is that they went and he went. But I'll o- I'll only agree to do this film and do the horse scene if you use my own horses. And the Donald Moore said, or Ronald Moore, whatever his name is, said um, uh, that 
William Shatner uh, charged a ridiculous day rate in order to use these houses. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so Chris Hardwick on Nerdist Podcast, which I'm a huge fan of, said, I think LeVar Burton, Le- LeVar Burton brought this up, or he got asked about it, because Matt Meyer on that podcast is a huge Star Trek fan. And then Chris Hardwick went, yeah, I think the way he pitched it was, yes, there's a Nexus fee. Apparently any horses that are in the Nexus, by definition, just have a higher rate than any non-Nexus horses would. So yeah, he used, so the horse, not only was Shatner want, was the reason there was a horse scene in it, but the horses in it were actually his horses. Mm. Um, which is just because it is kind of bizarre that they have this whole scene with the Nexus and going back to when you know Kirk gets blown up in that ship and then you've got a random then he's suddenly in a stable and he's running out with horse he's like you know taking off with a horse like Kirk's first death was better than the other one the the one with the the ramp yeah yeah the ramp thing yeah that's like Kirk's like a legendary captain like that's the way he goes yeah. Really? Did you did you guys ever read like it's one of the few novellas I've read and liked? Did you read the book that Shatner wrote after Generations? Star Trek: The Return, by any chance? Yeah, is it the one? Well, I, I think that's the name of it, but it's the an author Shatner wrote it. Sorry, I started reading it, but I never finished it. Yeah, I've got it in book as well. Yeah, because I remember, I remember, you, I remember you actually you let me have a look at it. Didn't you, so, so yeah, because the premise of it is if you haven't come across it is the if it is the one if it, it is that if, it, if that is the name of it because i forget the name of it resurrected by Borg yes by the Romulans, yes so it starts exactly as the bit you know the bit at the end of generations when all the ships are coming to take the scrapped enterprise away from the planet and uh Nimoy is as in spock is over his grave and as he's you know mourning kirk's death um uh he suddenly sees that the grave is be- like the that you uh, that you see the like transporter beam and then the grave is suddenly empty um and the whole idea is that it looks like everyone sees that rum is like <laughs> yeah. Out. yeah yeah <laughs> and it's it is pretty ridiculous but apparently because like i do with everything that i watch and read is that i start like wikipedia and then find loads of information about it and supposedly um william shatner one of the things that he tried to pitch was when he wrote that, was that he tried to get Paramount to make it as a film and <laughs> to kind of get him to still be Kirk. And I'm just like, wasn't the whole idea of Generations that you wouldn't be Kirk anymore? I'm like, I'm okay with you mightn't writing a novel, but then kind of yeah, He's always been a little bit like that. that was yeah. he's sort of a little bit, there's a part of him that's quite sort of self-centred and uh, yeah. a little bit like, look at me, I must be in everything. Well, he was pissed, but wasn't Fair he? enough, he, if he'd done that yeah. sort of role... Yeah, and you know, maybe he's still, he's still, got, still got a certain affection for it, so it's like... If I can, why not? Yeah, you can look at it that way. I know for a fact, because uh, I saw a thing on, they joke about it at the at a convention. One of my favourite things I ever saw was Shatner and Namoy, was them talking about the 2009 version that Shatner was really, really pissed off. He wasn't involved in the the remake, which is, which, I don't know. I, I didn't mind Namoy being in it. It made some sort of sense, but I thought if they just had them all in it, it would just kind of be taking the piss. It's just like, oh, let's cameo the yeah. entire, you know. Sorry, go on. No more, no more in my... oh. Oh, Sorry, we're getting bad connection again. This is annoying. <laughs> this is like we're contacting the Borg. Like, it's just the... the, the... <laughs> 
the like the con. Oh, the I connect- lost you again. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, you'd. Uh, yeah, the um, the your answer was just all very robotic. So if you could just say that again. Oh, sorry. What I was saying is, is that with it just it wouldn't have made sense with him there. It made sense with Nimoy because probably because he's not been stuck in everything that he could possibly can. Yeah. Well, the original reason is oddly enough, the fee was too much. He wanted too much to appear in 09. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I did hear that. Yeah. Well, also as well, I think they just argued with the writers, even though he was trying to find a way to get in, is that it just made, it was more, made, it was, it was easier to explain Spock being there as opposed to Kirk, with what, with the fact that Kirk was technically dead. <laughs> so, yeah, so, you know, yeah. the idea of trying to find a way back, even if it was a timeline, is that, it just they just they, the writers basically said like trying to work out how they could have him in the film in the first place was a little bit bizarre. It would only be, and I kind of quite like they did that because I remember the A team did that towards the end as a cut. Like I, even though it's not, I don't think it's that great of a film, but when they remade the A team, they got the guys, um, a couple of the guys from the original to come back at the end as cameos, and they like regretted the fact that they did that. And I think that's probably what would ended up happening is they would have done like a flashback scene and just had. Mm. Shatner I mean, in it. I really, I really enjoyed that Yay Team film, but then again, I've never seen a TV series, so I have nothing to compare it to. Oh no, I didn't think it was particularly bad. I just think um, it got criticised for the uh, it got criticised and the people involved in the original who came back at the end. They have like a cameo at the end. I think it may even be after the credits, so it's right at the end of the film. Um, it's been a while since I've seen it, but the, the but I remember because um, um, Barkley was in the A-Team originally, you know, obviously a Star Trek comparison, mm. as in Lieutenant Barkley, who played Dwight, was his name Dwight? Dwight? Yeah, I don't know how you say his name, but yeah, he was in the original A-Team, and so that's kind of why I was thinking of it, but um, yeah, and he did one of the cameos, I think, and he just said, I regret doing it, because it was basically just like, almost like they were endorsing the film by going, hi guys, good job, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a feeling like that's what Kirk would have been, but anyway, we went completely off track, yeah. But um, but but what I wanted to go back to what Simon brought up in the terms of the like the rebuilding of fran- of Star Trek, the Star Trek franchise, and obviously we can talk about your y- y- the beginnings of your podcast and stuff will be embedded throughout this. But what I was intrigued by is that uh, the point I wanted to make was just about Star Trek has went through several like reincarnations, if if that's the right word, because what we were talking about earlier, especially when we were growing up, was the you know, I was born in 87, which is when Next Generation started. So there was, like, the gaps are just the films. And if you compare the films um, the films up until that point, like, compared to the ones now, like, the they were they were niche films. Like, not everybody went to see a Star Trek film. Um, so it was kind of like a niche thing where, you know, that's probably why Trekkies was what it was called. Because, am I right in saying, like, was... Because everyone's, like... My sort of generation was my dad watching Next Generation and then telling me about the original series. Was that the same for you guys? Would you say? Um, well, mine, mine, well, probably a little bit too late, really, because for me, I, I always found that the new films were brilliant. I really enjoyed them, but yes. I only came into it afterwards. I mean, I was born in 1990, so for me, being then, yes, it's a bit weird. But the, uh, going back to your point about how films were films back then didn't cost as much I guess to make therefore the audience you needed wasn't so much whereas now films are so expensive and the only reason they do them is to make money 
it's more that corporate driven we must appeal to the wider audience so we can sell as many as we can to yeah if, which is why the Kelvin timeline films probably I said I would say are in that sense to appeal to the wider audience yeah not just yeah. specifically Star Trek fans which is why you Stephen you probably think that they're not quite Star Trek because they they are there just to appeal to everyone yeah well it, well it's interesting because. Um, I was. I, I thought it was a really good idea that Simon did that he got you to watch First Contact first because even though he, as he quite rightly said, he had to kind of tell you tell you know certain bits of like the Borg and what what they were because thinking back to First Contact, they don't spend a great deal of time explaining that to you. So it's almost like Im- implied knowledge that you're already going to know what's going on. But yeah, if you looked at First Contact compared to like say. Um, I always, I always forget what was the what was the one with the the age the age virus thing on that planet the film Insurrection. Is that how you say it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was like to me felt like more like a long episode of the seat of the television series. It was just like a something happened on a planet, and it was it felt more like the television series. Whereas First Contact felt like sort of like a standalone film to some description. Because they kind of went all guns ho. We've got yeah. money for action. Let's go for yeah. it. Yeah, action orientated. Like it, it, it felt like you know, I don't know. Not that this is a good comparison, but like a Bourne film or something, and that it was just like it yeah, never really, saying, yeah. it never really had a. a all the sort of dramatic stuff was like Picard shouting in his ready room to the to the um, to the Earth lady because she was like blow up the damn ship, like you know. So it, it yeah, there wasn't much dramatic elements in it, whereas it was more story themed in Insurrection. Um, I, I think there was also that good versus evil, a bit more of a uh, I must fight you, whereas it was a little bit between the two. You didn't really know who was the good, who was the bad yes. towards the end. So. You, you kind of felt like kind you had to be on both in, sides. Yeah, it's kind of more obvious in first contact. The Borg are bad. <laughs> There's no ambiguity here. <laughs> the line must be drawn here. Yes. No. Yeah, the line must be drawn here. Mm. Yeah, I was. Oh, no, to be fair, I always think that line should be done in a joke in more fashion. Like, um, excuse me, uh, the line must be drawn here. Yeah. Uh, uh, no further, please. <laughs> I always a line we've deafened our audience with on numerous occasions. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't. I, I, I am all for that. I think that's a very good because <laughs> I always think that's an example of where I am expecting Patrick Stewart to just suddenly start bursting into Shakespeare. It sounds very Shakespearean. Like as if you, you know, as well as, the line must be drawn here, and now is the winter of our discontent. <laughs> and he should be holding a ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. Holding the, hold the bog. Yeah, holding the bog mm, here. The yeah. <laughs> brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah, we should do that. We someone someone should come up with a Shakespearean version. It probably already has. I'm seeing this now. Maybe somebody googling this as a listening going. There is a. There is a Shakespearean uh, Star Trek version. I bet there would be. It's Klingon uh, Romeo and Juliet. Yes. Oh yeah, that's cool. Oh yeah, because they they do a lot of. There's a lot of references, isn't there? Especially in um, in undis- undiscovered six. yeah undiscovered country, isn't it? There's no undiscovered country. Yeah. 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 With um Christopher, is it Christopher? Christopher. Me and my memory for names. Um, the guy who played the Klingon was the. That's such a spot. Sorry? That search for Spock, I think. Oh, right. Am I getting the wrong one mixed up? Yeah, Star Trek 3, yeah. I think so, yeah. But yes, I know who you mean, though. The guy who actually does, in Klingon, say, like, actually say Shakespearean phrases in Klingon, which is like, that's impressive. <laughs> it's like, because Klingons do well, right. Well, 
Yeah, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Um, so in terms of like, um, so obviously we just talked about when Phil was involved in episode eight. Like I say, we just talked about obviously like a little bit earlier. So in terms of when Simon and Jamie, when you guys started it, what was the, what was it like for you? And I'll ask Phil this when he joined. Cause, you know, obviously with us doing podcasts, that some people don't know what it is, and some and you know, and some people think it's easy, which I get annoyed at. Um, and so I just far <laughs> from it. Yes, and so from your point of try view, you, like try it yourself and see. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that is my response. I'm like, you know, call call me after fifty episodes, and then I might. It's I might. the it's the if you can do better, you do it then. Yes, but no, in all seriousness, I mean. I don't mean it in a kind of, you know, having a shot at anybody. I was just being silly when I said that. I just meant from a, from your general serious, like, personal point of view, um, what was, like, the learning curve for you? Because I'm willing to talk about when I first started, it was, you know, it, it like anybody, even though I have a good confidence about myself now, that's that's through grinding and learning the trade. So what was it like for you? We can go one better, because if you actually listen back to our yearbooks, every year... There is a bit where we talk about our favourite moments, and that is included when we were practising in what we call our lost files. Yes. So when me and James first started up, so you can actually hear what it was like when we first started it. So instead of saying, oh, it was, it was fun, you can actually hear how bad it was. In terms of, in terms of how we, well, just mainly just... Didn't have a microphone back then, did you? It was, it was just more a webcam. In terms of sound quality, just yeah, the, the sound quality compared to what we've got. Welcome to the guys podcast. It's such a difference. Yes, I mean it's like an episode we did, and we did it over Skype, and because mm-hmm. I think we recorded on your end, wasn't it? Skype. Your... We did it via feedback, which yeah. if you do podcasting, is like the worst thing ever. It's like trying to record talk... via feedback. Whereas on Simon's end, you can hear him clearly. Me, literally, nah. nothing. Yeah, I mean that's one of the downsides of when you you know from from my point of view when you guest every week with somebody um especially if they're like on america where you're forced to do skype and it's not like local is the 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 difference in microphone quality is that you just sort of begging that the person you're talking to has some sort of microphone because it gets very frustrating when they use like just a webcam and it's the sound quality like is from my microphone to theirs is significantly different so yeah there's always that that problem but uh, is my memory right in thinking when you were saying about testing, Simon, was the did you guys just record yourselves but never actually uploaded it, and you were just sort of doing trial runs, which yeah, no one ever we, saw? We, we literally did an episode as if we were to do it live, yes. as we, like as we do these days, mm-hmm. just for our own pleasure, so that we were going, okay, Jamie, how did you think that went? And we're going to go a week later to go, it wasn't bad. We yeah. Could, just to get the kinks sorted before we got going, because yeah. some of them you sit back and go, why did we decide to do that? Because you look back at that now and go, that concept didn't work at all, so we we've never done. gone back to it. Yeah, Give an example, me and, me and Jamie did a, what was the death episode, Jamie, that we did that was, we, me and Jamie thought it was brilliant, but Simon listened to it and said he thought he wanted to kill himself. <laughs> it was that bad. What, what happens What happens after death? What happens after was... death, and it just, it was, we, we, while we were doing it, we thought it was brilliant, we thought we'd come up with some really good, passionate ideas, but apparently Simon and his mum listened to it and they wanted to turn it off after a little while because they just wanted to go, and, go into a corner and cry. I don't think it, I don't think it was so much the concepts, I think it was maybe the way we, the tone of it, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, we do. We did. It's just these things you learn. It's things you do, especially when we did things when Simon wasn't around. Because Simon. Can I just reassure people that episodes never, ever, 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 ever going to see light of day. Never. So, so you're saying you you gave it to people behind the scenes to listen to, and you made the, the collective decision. Let's not put this out because there's something not quite right with yeah. it. Yeah, friends and family, close close people yeah. that you know, even if they we, laugh, we, we they, did, you know they can do it. We did salvage the quiz from it, though. We got we got the quiz from it, though. Yeah, it what had nothing to do with the topic. What was the quiz? Just about oh. that. Well, oh, it's just uh, we we have a in pretty much depending on what episode we we, we currently run a quiz. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the year, the person with the lowest score, <laughs> me, um, at the moment, <laughs> just as a forfeit. Yeah. So if you go onto our YouTube phase, you can see me getting sprayed in the freezing cold. When was this? February or October? December. 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 The last yeah. December when it was absolutely freezing cold, I had a bucket put over me. Uh, I had water sprayed at my face. Um, yeah, and it was all done on camera, so it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. YouTube channel. But yeah, what what we try and do with our, what we try and do with the quizzes, we try and if if we can theme them to the actual episode. Yeah, yeah. So we did we did a, we did an episode about Vulcans. We did Vulcan related questions. We did an episode. Well, the latest episode days at. Well, actually, no, that's not going to help. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> quite right. No, but no, it's um, gone oh, out. it does. Yeah, it did um, days that changed the universe. Is it days that changed the universe? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we did questions relating. So um, uh, you know, Attack of War three five nine. Um, so we did questions themed on that and for example sometimes questions can be quite sneaky for example I said to Simon when we did the Vulcans what was the first official meeting between Vulcans and humans and Simon said I said actually there was a time a uh, time uh, What's it called? The time travel, time travel episode um, with the original series when they went back to the 1930s. And that's officially, officially the first meeting between a Vulcan and a human. So it's just it's, it's clever little Oh, you mean, are you referring to the, the film with Namai, like as in Spock when he goes back? It's, is that technically... Uh, no, it was an episode where they go back um, to the 1930s and... City on the Edge of Forever, Phil. City on the Edge of Forever. Uh, okay. I guess you can... I guess you can class that, yeah. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> it's, 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 it's little things. But so, for example, or we always reference this, and sorry, Jamie, I'm just going to drop it. We always reference the, 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 the... We actually had to bring in some quiz guidelines because of certain <laughs> questions that were getting a little bit tangible. So, for example, so, uh, Jamie asked Simon a question about... Uh, was it Seven of Nine or was it Janeway? Janeway. It was Janeway. Janeway. And basically, in a book that he's never read... On a page that he will ne- he's never seen, what was the third letter or something like that? It, it was, was, what was the month and year she died on? I don't know. It, so, for example, and what the way we always make fun of it is that if Every we ever have a question that we don't like, I always go, in a book, <laughs> never read. Every time. Every bloody time. So what was the question? <laughs> when did Janeway die? What year and month did she die? Because, oh yeah, because I, 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 in my recollection of watching it is that there's an episode where you find out, isn't it? Isn't it the last episode? No, it's not even an episode, that's the thing. It's oh, in a right. book that I was oh. never read. It's one of those spin-offs, but in Jamie's defence, I've done questions, for example, I've asked Simon, what was the uh, first ever Define? 
Oh, I do know having read uh, Janeway's chrono like um like timeline on like I guess Star Trek Wiki or something. Doesn't she die as an admiral on a ship? She goes That's on a ship. Yeah. Then she's back again. Yes, I I I remember I remembered reading like because I I did start to get into reading about timelines about what happened to certain people, especially when I played Star Trek Online because it bring people back as like captains, and I'm like, hang on a minute, because they in that they they mentioned they mentioned the date I was captain of the Enterprise for a bit, and then the then you meet the Enterprise and it's got a completely different captain. I'm like, so what actually happened here? I don't actually <laughs> so it was data before then. What did data do? Like and and then it they, but, yeah, exactly. But in defence to Jamie, I've had a couple of whopper questions as well, where they don't come up as as often as a as a, luckily I get to get away with. It. So yeah, we do questions where you've got a list of seen it or read it somewhere or if not then you've got to be back even exactly the questions can be for example if, if, if there's a possibility they don't know the answer you have to give them multiple choice or 50-50 like Jamie just said Okay, that that seems to make it more fair because that just seems like he's being a bit um, <laughs> a bit sly. No, I I spent a lot of time working out the guidelines so it was fair to Phil because Phil, as he said, hasn't seen a lot. Yeah. So we had to find a way of making it fair. So every time there's two easy questions and there should be one hard. Mm-hmm. So it's quite fair, and it works other way because Phil asked one of us a question so it's all quite even you should have seen it last year oh my god that was kind of so so um, everywhere but then we also have to think about the the viewers as well so for the questions they can't be so abstract and boring that the viewers just going to be like well, everyone, everyone knows that. <laughs> or, 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 either that or, or what the hell? Why, why are we asking that question? One That's of the just, questions just I always like to come up with, um, which I thought you know, was in the research, but it, it did, as I said, it did stump side, was what is the name of the triple homeworld when we did our. Uh, oh, God, I'm, I'm getting confused now. Trouble, uh, trouble, trouble with triples. No, more triples, more troubles. More triples, more troubles. Yeah. Um, did three questions and that was one I'd come up with because I was originally going to go between that and something else but it did actually stump him you know, which is always a good thing <laughs> mm-hmm. so but yeah it, it's it's you know with the hard question you know it's, it's normally the way I do it is normally they have to know the answer to it or you know make it a lot more obscure if you can do multiple choice that sort of thing mm-hmm. but that, that's something we, we try and do like going going slightly off the, the why we come up with questions we have two sort of formats whenever we're writing whenever we're doing a podcast so if, we're having, if we've got a subject that's quite meaty and there's a lot to it then we'll go into the subject and we'll do the subject whereas if we've got a subject that is fun but might not necessarily take up you know 40 minutes to an hour we'll, we'll do a quiz at the start and then we'll obviously give the answers after the topic as well as any news that we've got uh, or any news that's happening locally as well as my section which is strange new world where it's my opportunity to ask simon uh, the great and jamie the know-it-all questions <laughs> that i don't understand oh that's good so i guess it's like yeah that that actually is a pretty interesting idea because i imagine if people are listening who are sort of newish to star trek and you're sort of playing there because i guess some of the time because i know some of the stuff i'm asking you and it's like this a lot when i talk to certain guests as i have to be like larry king taught me this is sometimes you have to be the i'm pretending to be an idiot (laughs) where you when you're interviewing people is you kind of got to go well i know this but i'm going to pretend i don't know um and ask you so it's kind of good if you've actually got a section dedicated to 
like I'm being honest, I don't quite understand this. So can you guys who know this better than me explain it? And it's like an area where yeah. you're comfortable asking that. Um, I was just about to say that's how it works because it's almost like um, talking to your friend in a pub or, or asking a question. You know, I don't actually understand that. Yeah. Can you explain it? And then the person explains it in a way that maybe over the top dumb or maybe under the top dumb, but it's explained to you how they would explain it, and mm-hmm. it's rubs off for somebody who's. So, to go back to the, because I was intrigued about the sort of, as we talked about, getting used to podcasting and all this kind of thing. So, you said about doing, you know, tester episodes and seeing how it goes, and then you had you gave the one example with the death episode. So, so what led you to, uh, it's always interesting because, you know, I guess I get asked this, if, if I ever get asked anything podcast related or about confidence in being in front of microphones and stuff like that is in public speaking and stuff like that is what led you guys do you think in your opinion that led you to kind of get the first episode out what changed or was there a particular situation or was it just screw it, was, it let's do it was it destination <laughs> star trek yeah it was destination star trek okay um Three. Destination Star Trek 3, yeah. yeah. Um, and before you answer, Jim, maybe you went a little bit further from your mic because you're a little bit quiet again for some reason. Is that better? That's better, thank you. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, it was Destination Star Trek 3 and it was it was Simon that gave us a push. It's like, sod it, let's just do it. Let's just go for it. Because if we're not ready now, we're never going to sort of get going. It's more to, than that, Jamie. I was just about to say, you're not giving Simon the full credit. Simon managed to get us a stage panel event a fan, where panel. We, a fan yes. panel where we yeah. could actually do talk about a subject and almost do a live podcast um but it was the first time me and simon and jamie probably stood up live talking i was wow. about to say that as well but never mind yeah sorry yeah. <laughs> that's all right don't worry yeah. yeah you're rambling jamie like you usually do Oh, thank you, sir. I appreciate well, that. Well, well, I guess people who are people who are sort of who are listening to this, and my first reaction to that is, and I remember you did talk about this before when you were being on, but my first my reaction to it again when you have mentioned it is that's because it seems like I guess to 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 elaborate. It sounds like you were very like sort of practical and and sensible and going. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure we know what we're doing here. And then you got a situation where you throw yourselves in the deep end. <laughs> it's yes. like the complete opposite. That's pretty much how it was. Yes. But now I'm normally quite all right, but I pretty much froze. I, I, yeah. I was a little bit like, <laughs> and it was Simon and Jamie that, that took most of it along, and then I caught up after. Well, I felt it went like that. Simon yeah. and Jamie think said I went all right, but so was it, when I get it, nervous, I over the top talk and I'd, I'd ramble quite a lot so so Simon I felt you... a bit after it yeah I mean like was it a case of like Simon you were because what intrigued me about what you were just about to say was it an element of it's like a good too good of a situation to turn down well it's like well, what's the worst that can happen They're gonna, like you said to us at FCD it's like what's the worst that can happen they just go uh, no yeah. or... and, and we were fairly unknown at that point so if it, I mean we matter, had, yeah. how many people in the crowd 20 no, really? I still don't remember. I don't remember looking out of the crowd. I just remember there was one guy that looked like, um, what's it called? Uh, Riker. 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 And it, we got him to do that sort of uh, stretch when he does the, it, it goes up on one leg. Phil, it was, <laughs> act, Phil, it was actually Jonathan Frakes. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe yeah maybe actually thinking about it when you look at the amount there probably was about 60 there because the amount of chairs that got filled up but oh yeah you've got to but remember no, my mum's in the audience and we had the Trekkie Girls watch this as well you've got to remember yes, oh, that's so, nice just, 
but we we also film the whole thing. But I, I can't watch it to this day. I can't watch it. It's one of those things that I've always wanted to watch, and I want to rewatch it to actually. I've listened myself. back to it, Phil. Well, I want to learn for myself how good we actually did, but I can't bring myself to watch. <laughs> I like let's 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 dissect that. I'm going to put my amateur like um, psychology hat on it right now um, <laughs> because. When I did the hundred steps, when I did, yes, yeah, that's what it is, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. No, no, I meant from a podcasting point of view, because obviously, you know, I did this for the hundredth episode, and I, uh, for for my show, is that um, you find yourself reflecting because if you do a, a, a a weekly podcast, which I'm sure you guys are aware of, is that you you get so involved in doing the next one. That you don't sort of, you almost like sometimes can't appreciate doing one while you're doing one because you're like, right, that one's out of the way. I got to think of the next one and the next one and the next one. At least it's 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 healthy to think that way. But I actually went back for the hundredth episode because I thought it was. If I'm never going to do it, then I'm never going to do it. And I went back and listened to the first one of this I ever did, and I just wanted to say this in relation to Phil is that I wanted to know what why you why you don't watch it because I must have listened to the first maybe ten. 10 maybe 20 minutes of the first Geek Apocalypse episode and I was just like it was good for me because it showed me that I'd progressed but part of me was just like I had totally forgotten what I talked about on that it's so long ago that I barely remember I remember we talked about the Borg a little bit and Star Trek ironically but it was with my friend Robbie but we talked about a whole bunch of stuff but it was just I, I lacked confidence like on it and so is it is it an element of you didn't want to watch it because you were just like um, um, I'm happy no, to just keep going. Or I, I don't. Uh, well, here's another example. Okay. I'll, I'll answer that with an example. Okay. For, for my wedding, I had to do a speech, yes. and that I still can't watch either. Mm-hmm. So I don't know whether it was again. I didn't, and I didn't think that went very well. I, I honestly don't think it went well. Whereas everyone else said they think it did really well. So I think maybe the answer to that is that because other people said it was fine. I can't watch it to confirm that, just in case it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? So in my yeah, head, yeah, yeah. Said, people have said it's fine. I'm like, right. So if people have said it's fine, fine. Yeah. Buried, go, I can move on. Yeah. If I go back and watch it and think it wasn't, then mm-hmm. yeah, because I, I think maybe like it's a little bit of fear factor. No, because I think sometimes, um, I guess actors sometimes think this about watching themselves is that it's good for picking up pointers, maybe. So I was happy to w- listen to the first. 10 minutes or so and go and I probably was like and I kind of just like I'm expecting it's going to get better in terms of I got more comfortable and I remember even a little bit of Heinz like looking back going oh I think I got better in the first episode as it went on and I just listened to it back to go it was good as in I, I took it in the positive sense of I've definitely figured out what my show is and I can talk more and I'm much more assured of it but um yeah I do think sometimes it can it is unhealthy to do that too often because you can find yourself like thinking about it in a backward sense of going you're not like just doing your show you're like you're you're over analyzing like oh i should have said this when i should have said this because i kind of think you know when you finish a podcast do you guys ever feel like that that's what i wanted to ask you like do you do a podcast in like a two-part thing of do you go oh that was really rubbish and then you'll listen to it back and go that was actually not that bad or do you ever like do you finish a podcast and go? Oh, I really wish we'd have said that, but we finished it now. So, because I, I you, do, you ever you experience that? You get a feeling when you know it's a good or a bad one. Yes, and it's 
we, you know, we never plan anything. We never do. We plan the research. We never plan what anyone's going to say. Uh-huh. And it's kind of, it, it's happened. And it's yeah. just kind of, well, you always do kind of go, oh, I wish I said that. But you kind of go, well, that was then, this is now. Mm-hmm. Get I on think, with um, it. I think also because we the, the topics that we come up with, we debate between the three of us quite a lot. So I'll come up with an idea, Jamie and Simon go, well, that's not that great, actually. But if we did this to it, it would be so much better. So that by the time we actually talk about the subject, it's yeah. almost, it's had three people's input to it. Yeah. So that it, it's almost a better subject than it could have been. Yeah. So because the subjects are so, well, I find, I think they're really interesting. Of course I would because I'm biased, but because because we think they're such an interesting subject, you can talk a lot about it. And because you talked a lot about it, we always leave it so that there could be more to be said. So for example... Yeah. When we did um, when we did the latest episode that we just we just did, we actually came up with ten things that we wanted to talk about. But because we realised that the episode would be too long, we actually picked out the hat five of the sub out of ten, and then we can go back to the other five on another episode. Yeah, and we did kind of get to that point. So, for example, we did red shirts. We did we also did people. Um, uh, that have left us. Uh, so what's the name of that episode that we've done? Absent with Friends. Absent Sarah Friends. Annual Absent Friends. So, and be, since Simon came up with that idea, or Jamie came up with the idea, I can't remember no, who came Simon. up with it, Simon came up with the idea, it's actually now become one of those annual things because yeah. we do, unfortunately, we people pass, you know, in in, in the year. So and it, and it's a lovely way Trying of... Trying to bring knowledge to people that, pe- that backstage people don't know about. And it's just like, these people did brilliant work pieces a brilliant work and no one knows about it yeah individual pieces of, of, of greatness and no one knows so it's just a chase but what I'm trying to say is that because we do a lot of research and because every episode we put a lot of effort into yeah by the time it's done we actually just think sorry it's done <laughs> we'll just move on yeah I'm yeah happy. it's done but, no, but normally once the episode is finished we get a, we all know if we think it went quite well on. Yeah. To be yeah. fair, it's been a long time since I've ever gone, nah. It's been a long time. It's that stuck in the practice lost files days where we used to yeah. go, yeah, nah. I, sounded lost, a lot, yeah. I sounded a lot different back then, Stephen. I was very much, you know... I yeah, just, you used to smoke 40 fags a day. <laughs> <laughs> you were in the shower, yeah. Sounded, <laughs> my, my personality didn't really shine through. I, yeah. I sounded a bit, I sounded robotic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would always have these annoying, these annoying little habits. I always kept saying basically all the time, or or tapping Simon's desk, or that sort of thing. Yeah, you know. And it was all all those little kinks that Simon said before that you just got to iron out. Mm. But it's strange you should say little kinks, Jamie, because still to this day I can I cannot watch the recording. So when we're recording, you can see the soundbars sort of darting about all the way yeah, along. Yeah, yeah. I can't watch that. It, it distracts me. It makes me just watch so the microphone and look always, at the microphone. Oh, we always, we always um, <laughs> minimise the audacity window. The problem with minimising it, though, is if there's anything wrong with the machine in the recording, yeah. stops. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, it, <laughs> it is. has happened a few times. Well, it's kind of the, like, I mean, it's the unfortunate thing of hopefully one day, you know, we, we were, I know you got. we've talked about this before, in that I know you guys, which... I'm, just to clarify, I do this for fun as well, but it would be nice if we had like, like that's when like most like established podcasts where they have like a producer to watch that. It's kind of like if you're if you're if you're producing it while you're doing it, you kind of like as you say, you're forced to look to see if there's an issue. I've kind of I understand your point though because when I have used Audacity, I use Audacity when I'm doing 
local interviews and um yeah you find yourself watching and watching that because you're just kind of like so terrified that so it might go, like it might not work or... um and right now as i'm recording this if any people are listening or interested as i watch both volumes for my microphone and the output for which is all of theirs um i'm always like sort of flickering to, like looking towards it just in case it just doesn't register and then i'm like okay something's something's wrong um, Jamie! Heads why when Jamie spoke <laughs> earlier I was like that seems very low um, so just I could hear him fine because my speakers are quite good but I'm like obviously thinking about the audience so yeah it is it does require certain techniques certain like you got to get used to it but I mean from your point of view because it was good that Jamie said that because do you think there's an element of because what it sounds like when you guys were planning to do the podcast and doing the tests and then you got that opportunity at um, Destination Trek could it be, is there an element of, because I sometimes think this, was there an element of it's just, you almost said it earlier, of the, if you keep planning it, you'll never do it? So it's just the case of just like, right, okay, we've done as much as we can, let's just go for it? The, the problem we used to have, um, this is more, more when it was me and Simon, was we would over plan it, we would just yes. it too much. And I think that yeah. was quite, probably part of the problem of where my, how, I, how I sounded came in. Yes. So I was thinking about it too much. Instead of just being, just relaxing and natural and being myself, you know, we overfought it and overstructured it and it yes. just, it didn't work. Yeah. And just the input on that bit, Jamie, when I came along, I didn't do any research whatsoever. I was probably the laziest person that was on the podcast. I still am now, but let, let, let's, let's brush over that ever so yeah. quickly. But I, I, I didn't bring any research. So whereas Simon and Jamie would have the research, I would have the on-the-spot reaction to what they've ever said. Yeah. And it kind of gelled quite nicely to the point, actually, where I didn't have to do any research whatsoever because it mm-hmm. kind of worked. Yeah. And then it got to the point where now I kind of do because, actually, I'm just talking a load of crap. <laughs> well, that's probably yeah. why you're so behind in the quiz field. <laughs> yes, that's probably why I'm Not that much. I am, like, Jamie, we've done a new recap. I'm only one and a half points away from you. So watch that, your that, back. That, and that, I, that, I that, guarantee that. now, and I'm going to say this on Stephen's podcast, I will win by half a point, which I was given to me by Sam from the Trekkie Girls. Watch your back, Jamie. Watch your back. That gap's <laughs> a wider field. We were talking about this the, um, the other day. That's, that's exactly what's going to happen. So. That's the prediction. I don't care. I'm around the head. So it's just like, let them do quite an hour. worked out that as long as he gets two points in the next two, is it two or three? Three. In the next three episodes, as long as he gets two points, he can't be beaten. His job is just to like stay ahead so you never have to fall for it. Because I'm a smug yet. Well, then we should make sure, Phil, that size questions are really difficult then. Uh, no, you're not allowed to do that as part of the, as part of the quiz rules, you're not allowed to do that. You already seem to have done that anyhow, so... As part of the... You've never read. As part of uh, the Engage Podcast Geneva Convention Act of... Uh, <laughs> you cannot do them type of questions. Um, anyway, sorry, yeah. where were we? Um, no, no, it's totally fine. It was, that was just interesting. <laughs> no, because... Um, um, I'm just... It's interesting because obviously we're just talking about, you know, doing podcasts in general. But in, in what Jamie actually referred to is something what I've ever done, you know, because occasionally I, I've done present, like, train, pre, um, training to present for, like, to help people present stuff, like, um, like, do presentation training and radio training and stuff like that, and I um, did some freelance for that a couple of months ago, and um, I think Jamie, in a nutshell, 
which which especially if it's something you're just doing as like a hobby as opposed to you've not done any tra- like you know academic training in, in it is that that's the trap a lot of people find themselves falling into is that you can do it the the way of um writing down questions and or like doing research and and having an idea of what question you want to ask and everyone sort of starts that way to a certain degree but the problem is is if i see too many times especially if you i'm sure you guys have come across like entertainment weekly shows or stuff where the presenter clearly doesn't give a shit about the person they're (laughs) they're interviewing and they're just going and they're not listening to a word that they've said so they'll go like which is why i always wanted to do like a comedy sketch where i like get interviewed and i'm just like a generic person and they just go so like tell us the film you've been working on oh it's about this this and this i kill the people all the time that's interesting so anyway you were saying about <laughs> like you just say it like i would just announce like a really bad thing and then they would just dis- and then the joke is they- and the joke is they would ignore it by going that's in oh that's fascinating because that's what a lot of them do is they go that's great because they just no, they don't have to listen, and then they go back to their bullet-pointed questions. So it's finding like a, a happy medium for a lot of people where you do you do do that, and then you kind of let it flow naturally. But it's, it is surprisingly difficult. Which I wanted to ask you guys: is, is it surprisingly difficult? Were you sort of saying, Jamie? It's surprisingly difficult, isn't it, to be yourself while on a microphone? Is that like the hardest thing for you guys to? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Because it's interesting. I mean, I think, think, I think from, that was probably my biggest challenge, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, and, it, it, and it, oddly enough, I didn't realise I was doing it. Not until Simon sort of called me out and said, listen back to yourself and see how you sound. Mm-hmm. And I listened back and I thought, oh, good God, he's right. I sound just, I just don't sound myself at all, mm-hmm. you know. And that was what sort of precipitated that sort of, I need to change this. I need to, you know, relax. And, you Did know, you guys ever, like, um, do the whole... PC talk as well. Did you try and like get rid of the accents? Like, do the hello guys, welcome to the show. <laughs> Did you do that? Did you ever like try and like sort of take? No, you? Simon always said just be yourself and just yeah. and just flow with it. And once we realised that it's something we started calling Tangent City. Once we realised that it doesn't matter, just do whatever you want to do. Go wherever if it flows, it's actually good. Oh, yeah, it kind of just all fell fell into place, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah, because. W- because when you said about, like Simon said about that you just let it, I think he said it's on the lines of like let it flow naturally and you don't plan to the extent of, you like not, I guess what, was is it fair to say Simon you meant like not sentence by sentence you don't say, right when I say this you say this, it's like you just, because, nope. yeah and you I guess what I'm, turn the microphone on and just see what happens. <laughs> well I guess like what I'm intrigued to ask you because I think uh, the most annoying thing I get podcast wise is that people think my form of interviewing requires not a great deal of skill in the sense, but it is very, very difficult to put yourself in the risk element of um, forcing yourself. This is the most risk version of interviewing you can do or conversation you can do because you're letting you're letting the guest sort of dictate it to a certain degree because I, I don't necessarily have an agenda and I go off what you guys say. I think it has more value for the guest doing it that way and it's more interesting, it's I find. It's more natural. You actually get yeah. down to who they actually are instead of, here, yeah. you know, like you said, here's a series of questions. You'll get to know nothing about this person, but they'll flog what they want. Yeah. You want a nice mixture because we're, we're, we're going to re-interview Manon Tremi about I was just about circuit. to bring it up, so I will And you. he actually said... Um, you guys were fun last time so it's just kind of 
that's what we want. We don't want kind of, because you get from that gist kind of, I got what I wanted to say and I had a good laugh with you, which is the kind of perfect thing you want them to say as a guest. To, to add on what, what, what Simon's saying is that we were supposed to only get 20 minutes with Manu. Got an hour, we, we ended up getting an hour and his partner enjoyed it, uh, joined in on the conversation in little snippets. That's cool. Because we just had a random... We had, we ha- I had a, some questions that I wanted to ask that I slipped in whenever I needed to, but it yeah. was generally also almost like we went out to the pub he, and we had a drink. He got out what he wanted and we got what we wanted to. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the best of both worlds. And it's just we get a bit of promotion, they get a bit more promotion for the circuit movie, which is over on Kickstarter. He almost yeah, yeah. accidentally revealed something he wasn't allowed to reveal as well. <laughs> he got sharply told off by his I've had that. I've <laughs> had that happen on here. And I think, I think to your point, because I think he's a, I, I think he's a spot on, and that's, it, uh, and also I think I want to be clear, and I think I'm speaking for both of us when it's not a case of we're doing that just to get the exclusive, or like, or it's, that's not our agenda. It's just to your point, because I think you said it very well. Is I think a lot of people find themselves doing that is because you putting themselves putting them in an environment where they feel comfortable to talk. Like you're talking exactly. to them. You break the ice, yeah. you get the conversation going, and then you're being honest with them, you're sharing, and then they're sharing, and then it, yeah. it's like you say, you open them up and because you start I, talking to people as if they're normal. Because I adore it when, I, to me, when you guys were talking earlier about doing a good show, as you said, it can be in yourself as that I know when I. Um, and I and I guess I was going to say, I guess my comparison is, I'm not speaking for these guys, but they know about. I guess my mental health is difficult in the sense of I'm never sure if it's me, just my mental health telling me I did a bad job when I didn't because I can't tell you the number of podcasts I've done where I'm like, I shouldn't do this anymore. It was rubbish. I can't believe how terrible it was. Like, I'm, I'm not if even going to remember. Really... We had a really long conversation last time we were on. I think a good 30 yeah. minutes of it was just me and you talking about that. And yeah, yeah, which I, is good. I, I might have had it or I might have had Which weird is good, yeah. And, you, and I, I yeah, I remember you asked me stuff and I was honest to just tell you the give me an honest opinion about it like yeah and um and, and my point is um usually uh and i'm not just like sort of blowing my own trumpet in this because I, <laughs> I i know i've done like 130 30 something of these now and there will be the odd episode which i wouldn't be happy with and i i probably if i spend some time thinking about it now i could tell you but my point is some of the time i've done a podcast and go god that didn't go well and then as i'm editing it and I, I as i'm editing it i usually find the ones that i'm most hard on myself are the ones where when i'm going through it to check it's okay i'm i'm like listening to it as if objectively is that it's not me like i'm going this podcast is really good <laughs> like <laughs> and i it shocks me whenever i do that but then i guess it's just, then i remind myself i'm just being hard on myself but um i always find that is the most enjoyment i get out of it because my point is i'm sure you've had it like it sounds like you did with manu was that i've had people even like really well-known people who have said wow that's the best interview i've had in quite a while or like i've really enjoyed that and like that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like, which kind of tells you how terrible some people think media is because they have to yeah. do all these really horrible ten-minute media stuff all the time. Um, it's also the fact that I think you and Clive have said you guys, you guys are talented. You guys know what you're doing. I think, I think you said that before to us. I think that the first time you came on, you kind of went, actually, you guys, you guys know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And I think that makes us feel kind of okay. Just keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess you're preaching to the converted to some degree because um, I'm never I'm never a fan of like there's there's a lot of podcasts around 
um, that I think they have that pretentious thing of um, it's, it's a bit like I'm trying to come up with a, an, an, an accurate oh he has a good one because I was li- literally listening to it before we started um, are you guys are you guys uh, did you guys ever watch wrestling growing up so in like WWE or WWE at the time not really no. well have you heard no, of a guy no, it wasn't my thing it was on but it was never, never have you heard thing. of a guy called Stone Cold Steve Austin Think so. I think so, yeah. The bald guy who would swear at people and 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 stuff like that. And I anyway, I remember the rock going. It doesn't matter what you think. Yeah, yeah. Well, he used, he had a whole epic feud with him before he left the company because he got he hurt his neck and retired in like two thousand and two. But yeah, um. So he's like he he's made money in the more running the money in the wrestling business than anybody. But anyway, so he once he retired, he obviously goes back every now and again because he's a legend. But. He did podcasting, which uh, a lot of wrestlers are doing now. Like, there's a bunch of others I could name who are probably people listening to this have probably listened to some. And um, he started doing podcasting, and I used to listen to it when he first started because he used to do it in like his uh, his ranch, which he called Broken Skull, which actually was his was his uh, symbol for like what his wrestling character was. It was a skull face thing, so I like quite like that. And uh, he, he's like first episode was very similar to I can imagine like w- w- which w- shares with us where it was much like oh, I don't really know what I'm doing, but hi guys, it's Stone Cold here, and I'm doing a podcast, and I'm gonna tell you what I've been up to, and and then it. Then then cut to he's got all these like really good people on but what annoyed me um i think it's the first time i said this is i watched one recently when wwe uh, came to an agreement with him where he do his podcast on their network and if you watch it from when i first listened to it to listening to it now um it's so so different because he's asking very generic um company like orientated questions like mm. he's not like grilling them or being having honest conversations with them because he's like he knows what format he's on now and it's like sad as a consumer of his product because it's not it's as no good as it that, once was that, that um, so i think like you should never and i think i even said this to you guys in fcd is that and i think i told you this privately is that um i've, I've had a couple of situations where people have offered me money to do to change my show to do it in a like sort of standardish like you're gonna do it in a very like sort of sit downy format and he has your questions and stuff and I've said no on the principle of um, I left that industry before for the very same reason that I hate going to you know when you go to gigs and go so you bad I've got a new album out <laughs> just kind of like I don't care like I I just don't it's care like like I do but I want to know it's like very fake it, yeah it's almost like. You're asking the questions everyone already knows, yeah, yeah. and they just want to hear the the actors or, the, or the people's voice. Yeah, yeah. If you've got a set of questions. Again, it's not. It's it's all prearranged, so it, yeah. it feels like you're just going through the motions, and you're not being yourself. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you got. Sorry, go on. Sorry. It's what, I haven't actually said this on our podcast or anything. I've said it personally, but so I think the problem I have with the official Star Trek podcast um, hosted by Jordan Hoffman, I find that. It's very contrived, kind of, oh yeah, I'm, I'm meant to be a fan, but I'm asking very obvious questions. Oh, I rely on sound effects. And he's sitting there going, what? And it's just like, what? It's just kind of, with a podcast, you've got to offer something differently, different. Mm-hmm. And to me, at least, I, I, so I can't talk for anyone else, it's just the most atypical, stereotypical podcast out there. Yeah. And he's just sitting there going, 
seriously? And it's like, oh, yes, this is, you know, a podcast for fans. And you sit there going, you're not the most unfanish person ever. Mm-hmm. And he'd like to say he relies on original series sound effects. And when you rely on sound effects, you know that's not a great thing to do. Because yeah. with us, we have we have none. We have only ever time we use. We it. don't even have a theme tune. <laughs> there is that. Which there I is. made, and then suddenly you guys both said, "We do realise that's complete rip off of copyright." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> Let's not use that then. <laughs> it's like just a quick segue on that is that my theme music, which you guys will, will know, is um, Toe Jam and Ill, which is the the first video game I ever played, and I got permission off uh, Greg Johnson, who made that game, to use it, which oh, wow, um, okay. I was hugely honoured. And I, I, I think that's probably one of the the most like my favourite ideas I've ever came up with, where it actually worked out. Because I spent ages, which you probably guys did the same thing of like, what the hell is our theme music going to be? Because I listen to podcasts and go, they have even like a generic thing at the beginning, and I can't even like find any royalty music that I kind of want to use because it's all royalty music in general is quite shit anyway. It's just like <laughs> a very basic instrument. So I could probably come up with better by playing a guitar or something, but. Um, yeah. So then I just suddenly went, oh, like, this game's been out of circulation for ages, and just found an email, and just, like, I think I told you this guy's at FCD, where I was just basically like, I just, when everyone goes, what do you do for guests, I just asked. <laughs> I just rang, I just yeah. emailed them and said, I'm this person, I'm starting this business, I'm doing this podcast, um, this show, this this uh, game was the first game I ever was allowed to play with my brother, I was about four or five years old. It means the absolute world to me, and I'm just wondering if, like, you know, I'm not making any money. I'm just starting this out, and I'm just wondering if I can use it. And he just emailed back and said, "Yeah, sure." He has his, he has an electronic signature, and I went, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> and well, that's lovely though, because you're just being honest with him. And I suppose for him, he's probably thinking, "Well, actually, it's a, you're doing him a great honour by a the fact that you loved it, b the fact that you're going to be using it, and c that." It's going to be heard again by by hundreds of people. Yeah, yeah, and then fast forward to now, where like I think they 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 kickstarted for another Toe Jam and Earl game, uh, so it will probably be may inadvertently help me in some way. But um, but uh, but uh, but, uh, but, uh, but no, but on all seriousness, yeah, but you're right. I I have no hidden agenda in using it, other than it means a lot to me. And like, and but uh, the reason I wanted to mention that in a jokey fashion to Simon's point about coming up with themes is that um, what you were all saying is that. I'm not changing that in the sense of it means something, but part of it is because I can't afford anything cooler. <laughs> so I'm not going to like. And then again, it's almost become that thing that everyone hears. It's yeah, like it's you the first thing. Well, other than the, you, 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 you don't have to change it if you changed it. For example, it's a bit. This is going to sound really obscure, but over in um, over in Essex, there there was a, there was a radio advert uh, yes. that, but for a place in Chelmsford. It was mm-hmm. and and the way that they did. They're still running, Phil. Yes, un- that's what I was just about to say. The way they did their advert, everybody that grew up and is now 20-plus, whatever, if you start that advert, they'll be able to finish it for you. If you can, yeah. Yeah, if you start it off, you, I can tell you, uh, at least two out of three of us will go, that's how it ends. And it's like, okay. First like, class d- windows. Double D, double eight. First class, <laughs> the best for the. Um, oh, for God's sake, we've screwed it up yeah. now. Sorry, <laughs> other companies are available. Well, isn't it like um? What 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 we've sort of said about the sound effects is the only time we ever use it is if we get a sound bite from a guest. Yeah. Comes on. Yep. Um, monologue. We, 
monologue. And their yearbook. Yeah, and yearbook. that's that about it. it. That is it. Mm-hmm. We won't use it. For, we won't use them for any any other time. Yeah. Yeah, because I I think like what um, Simon was saying about the official stuff is I think that's the problem with like having official content, and I guess you reach the point where you know, and I guess I I'm 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 in sort of in this dilemma of that do I you know if you want to have a paid environment show do you sacrifice like I guess your personal freedom doing podcasting because you can say you can kind of say what's on your mind, and I I love the aspect of you press a microphone button like Simon was saying and you basically say what's on your mind and there's a great if power to that. that. If you lose that, you, it yeah. becomes... Yeah, which is why as long as you're honest with people who you have on and go and that's what the type of show is but you get people all the time who like say what questions are you going to ask because I sometimes have to talk to like agents or assistants and, and they go, what are you going to ask my client? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I'll, put it, I'll, put, I'll put it this way. We're this honest. Just, just like you, you are, Stephen. Because mm-hmm. by happen chance, I don't know why, but the official one is called um, Engaged, the official Star Trek podcast. And you sit there going, hmm, that's quite similar to us. Yeah. So people get confused. People uh-huh. really do get confused between two of us. Really? When people yeah. say email us, Facebook tweet us, Thing. I simply go back and go, actually, you've got the wrong one. We don't We've have to. Of, what I'm saying, we have had a lot of people from the other podcasts come to our page thinking we're them. Oh, right. And, okay. and I've said, no, nope, not us. We've found one. Here's, here's a link to the actual proper one. We're, we're that honest. But if you we're, want to learn more about us, here you go. Yeah, it's kind of, we're here if you want us, but if they are, here's a redirect to the right people. Mm-hmm. It's just like, that's who we are, we won't kind of... That's just being, like, that's just being kind, because they they went, Mm. they came to the wrong place. That's a bit like if someone, you know, went into the wrong shop or something, and you say, no, actually, mate, you need this one. It's like, that's the same, same situation. So, yeah, I don't think there's anything sort of bad about doing that. I guess, like, if you went to some sort of business school or business course, they might say, oh, you've just lost a potential customer by, you know, sending them to the place they originally wanted to go to. We have had people go and say, actually, I didn't know you existed. I'll actually listen to you both now. And it's like, all right, whatever. Yeah, yeah, mate. That could be a situation that helps everybody. It's like, I guess that's like me having... I think this is the problem when people sort of start trying to own certain words. Like, I don't own the word geek. So if anyone puts geek in their name, I'm not going to go, well, that's half of my name. How dare they? Like, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I guess if someone called it the Geek Apocalypse, then I might have a problem. But, you know, engage is such a... Uh, I mean, it's such a word associated with Star Trek, the idea of the... You know, it's, uh, it's just... Uh, that's just obviously just pure circumstance, isn't it? It's just like... What's the word? Like, a coincidence. It's like a coincidence that that happened to be the case, but you know, you you just both have you know honest intentions, so it, it's it's not a problem. You know, you just deal with it as it deal with it whenever it happens. Um, but yeah, no, it is. It, yeah, I think when stuff starts getting official, you start getting official questions. It's like I think we talked about this last time you guys were on, where I told you about Brent Spiner. Like he got like some bad Twitter um gripe because there was a viral video of him basically like some uh, some entertainment person went up with him and said so what was it like playing data and he's just like i've answered that for the last 20 years <laughs> um and people like got annoyed with him because he was at a convention today talking about data but he was just basically i think people misunderstood his point his point was 
that's a question that you could Google and find the answer to. Yeah, like, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting you bring that up, Steve, uh, mm-hmm. Stephen, because there was this thing recently, well, to say recently, but a while back of um, uh, on Channel Four, um, they did an interview with Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Yeah. And the guy was asking him about what he thinks about a violence. Christian Guru Murphy, if you want to know the person's name, uh, the newsreader, yeah. And he was asking about, oh, do you, do you reckon, like, violence in your movie inspires, like, real violence? And he goes, I've, I've said all I need to say about what I think about violence in movies. You can Google me, like, over the last 20 years, so why are you asking me this question? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's... It's a prime example. I mean, I've, I've, I've said this story to death, but why I started um, Geek Apocalypse in terms of me wanting to ask the questions I've wanted to ask is that um, when I saw Shatner on BBC News and the, the first question was so why did the original crew hate you? <laughs> and I was just like I'm, 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 I, I've given up on mainstream media like I've had enough of this interviewing policy of just we'll try and that's like he had an agenda in that interview like it was obvious to me and like he did another one with robert downey jr where he said that he did the same thing where yeah. they were talking about iron man and he said do you think um uh, he has which is a fair what like you can ask it once i always think this is what my trading taught me you can ask it once in terms of he said is there a compa- is there a comparison between tony stark's issues personal issues with your own issues of what you went through and so Downey Jr. gave him a respectful like kind of answer but then he just wouldn't let it go so he just kept pestering him and going like what about the alcoholism and all this kind of stuff and then he's like I thought we were like you know I've answered that now or we not because he's at a media junket for that film he's not on like his television show where you can chat to him you're there to you know, so I think it's just like they misunderstand why they're there, and because you, you get these mainstream people that turn up to these things. Because they also think they're bigger than what they actually are. Well, there's that, yeah. Well, there's that, but also, and yeah, and you see some of them where they're just not qualified really to be there. Um, I mean, he's a newsreader, so he is in that sense. But I think he just misunderstands what the purpose of them of them going to them things are. But um, yeah, that's a good example, Jimmy. You're quite right because that annoyed me when I saw that because. Again, Tarantino got some heat for like, oh, he's being very rude, and I'm like, yeah, because it sort of flips it round. The, the the actual person in the wrong is the person asking the question, but yeah. it always looks worse on the on the actual person. That's why the, I don't like ten minute interviews. That's I mean, do you kind of like the idea of like podcast? I mean, because do you guys have a set time for your show? Um, not really. No, no. If, I if mean, it takes an hour and a half, takes an hour and a half. If it takes forty minutes, it takes forty minutes. If it's half an hour, it's half an hour. It's just. I mean, Again, it's what we end up finishing on. Mm-hmm. On average, it's about an hour and a half, I think. Yeah, yeah. about an hour and a half. We we rarely have we rarely have episodes that exceed two hours. I think. Yeah, that's a rarity. I, think. I mean, do you guys go off? Because that's something I think is very hard. When I mentioned training, it's very hard to sort of let people know. And I, and do you, and I guess I'll ask you directly: is that it's like momentum is a really important part of of doing a show like a, or a podcast? Is that momentum is so important? And I was kind of just asking you in an, in an actual question: Is that is that something you think you can only learn by doing it? Because I am kind of convinced that's that's the case of like because when I try and explain to people what I mean by momentum, and that you're aware of when a conversation's like like a topic is dying or a line of questioning is going and nowhere, on, yeah. and you move on, and and yeah, yeah, and that, I, I think about, so that about that another thing we're talking about. Yeah, go on. 
I'm joking. I'm, I'm black. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you said. Oh, another thing. Like, oh, sorry. sorry. He was ribbing me, people. <laughs> it's just a feeling. You just kind of go, okay. Yeah. Like, let's say in Days That Change Universe, you sit there going, okay, we've completely used that power of research. Yeah. Shall we choose the next thing? Yeah. And it's just a natural thing of kind of, everyone looks at each other and you kind of go, it's kind like, of a short pause and it's like, yeah, Let's move on. It's, you know, we've finished here, now let's move on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah. That's sort of how it rolls. A good example of that is me and Jamie used to always, always bring up Seven of Nine and always, always bring up Mariana Hill. And he got to the point where actually we thought that that conversation's dead and buried now. Let's only do it every now and again when it's comical or when it, it, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's usually me that brings it up, to be fair. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But that's just like sort of being aware of you might bring up something a little bit too much or you might have said it already and yeah, so it's just making sure you don't we've, repeat We've yourself. made that mistake and yeah. I think we've kind of, we don't, we don't do, again, it's part of learning. Yeah, yeah. Two years on, we've yeah, kind of yeah. gone, yeah, that's kind of had its time. Let's just kind of bury got, that hatchet yeah, and just move on with it. Mm. And I think, like, because we were talking about the sort of risk element of, because you guys have a similar way of doing things that I do. Um, is the, the 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 putting yourself in that position of doing the risk of listening and responding is the way I the reason I enjoy it is it, it in uh, there's a lot of people I meet who don't understand this point is that is when you listen to the guest you find that they take you somewhere you never would have thought by planning it because you don't know that yeah. it's heading there yeah. so that's yeah. what's so be- that's what's so beautiful about having conversations with people because you just you do that in if you've got good friends and you've got good relationships with people you should do that in your regular life so you particularly, apply particularly if the questions are not said predetermined yeah because otherwise you're sticking to a certain way of doing it and yeah. yeah you can elaborate on it that's true but you're very much stuck in that sort of rigid way mm-hmm. whereas if it's like a nice free phone conversation like this one it can go anywhere mm-hmm. is an example jamie that we we did the other this was a couple of months back we actually decided to meet up and not do anything to do with a podcast because when me and simon jamie together together it's always podcast so ah. we actually decided to get together and just have a laugh chat, we, went yeah. around, we went around jamie's and we chatted about everything from game of thrones to to star trek to Everything, Robin Hood mm. to Merlin to it was just a whole, and we all sat back and said, "Hang on a minute, if we had just been a fly on the wall, and just recorded that, that would have been brilliant." <laughs> well, that's good, but I think was the, was that an element of of realizing that because I wanted to ask you this because it's funny, um, I became aware of this very recently too. Is that sometimes I get co-hosts in this, like as in some of my friends join, uh, like when I Claudia Christian came on what a month ago or something. And uh, for a full show, and I, my friend Ricky was a huge fan of hers, and Ricky co-hosts another show I do, so I asked him to come on. So um, occasionally I'll have other people on, and I was aware of like I I texted him the other day because I was in Newcastle, and I just said to him, "Do you fancy meeting your first afternoon?" And he went, "Oh yeah, sure, I'm sure I can make time." Uh, podcast, and I just went, "Actually, no, <laughs> I just would like to hang out with you." Like, and he was like, "All right, cool, no problem." And we sat down and talked for ages. Because, is it? Did you? I don't know whether you consciously became aware of that, but the term I've heard for that is like you become a workship. As in, if you're involved in something as cool as what you guys are doing in terms of something that you both like, then you stop like sort of hanging out with friends because it becomes the when you see them, you talk about the thing you're working on. So I've become aware of that recently, and 
asked certain yeah. people who I'm involved in, like. Snap, Stephen, snap. That's exactly. Yeah. Phil, should we talk about your wife here at this <laughs> point? I think that'd be a good yeah. point to talk about your wife. Um, she, and has a, she has. Sorry, I'm just putting my thing on charge. Cause I'm yeah, it's alright. Uh, yeah, we'll wait until he gets back to the mic. Yeah, yeah um, okay. that's fine. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I was about to no lose the whole laptop, and I was like, oh no, it's not. Oh, all right, you wasn't plugged in. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sam has a rule: whenever me and Simon go out, like birthdays or whatever, you're not allowed to use the word Star Trek or even Star Wars or anything to that effect. <laughs> Because it, she, in her mind, it ruins the day because that's all we end up talking about, and uh. she kind of gets ignored. Because my, my wife Sam is actually very good friends with Simon as well. Yes, but whenever she sees him, it's we try not to talk about Star Trek because, after, unfortunately, that's all we ever talk about. And Sam can be a little bit like, "Well, we, we're very good friends, but uh, yeah, yeah, talk about it, we're not talking about Star Trek." So it, yeah, it, yeah. that's the way that we we change it and do it so that you can actually talk to the person. Yeah, yeah. And, and see how their day's been and, and what they're up to mm-hmm. and other than Star Trek. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, is that one of the reasons you guys came up with the idea of doing the general version? Because you just... Because I'm assuming that's not very one Star Trek heavy. I never got about podcasting. Mm-hmm. Other podcasts that I've listened to, because I listen to loads, yep. is that you never get to know the people behind who you're talking to. You kind of <laughs> go, oh, they like Star Trek. Well, yeah, yeah. Great. Right, well, you're there? listening to a Star Trek podcast. So it was just kind of, oh, well, let's make our listeners understand who we are by doing other stuff like blogs. You know, we write blogs about other stuff. Yeah. Um, this year, we finally got around to doing general interest. So interest outside of Star Trek that really interests us and will mean that the people understand us better. Yeah. So the first one that we started off, because it was my idea, as you imagine, Yeah. is Anne Frank. So we spent a good, what, hour and a half just talking about Anne Frank. Interesting. And and what what happened to her and her family, and why it happened, why it should never happen again, all, all that sort yeah, of thing. We've all done a lot of research, and we learned from it as well. Yeah. And that's one of the I reasons do. why, like, I do... I mean, uh, that's one of the reasons... I mean, I guess I might... You know, I've never really sort of looked into whether I've got attention deficit disorder. I might do. But I... One of the reasons I love having get different guests every week is because I try and make sure I, I don't, like, have... You know, because I'm a board game fan and I've had some board game people on and stuff like that. I make sure I don't have the same episode twice. You don't bore the person yeah. with the same stuff week out, yeah. week in, week out, week in. Yeah. Because then you kind of go, here, we've got our, our new science fact show. Our, oh, here's our general interest show. Mm-hmm. Because then you kind of something else that's in the same vein but yeah. isn't Star Trek. And, yeah. you're, and you know, you're, you're, trying to, you're trying to sort of you know, make you make, we're trying to make our, our podcast unique in that way. Yeah. By by not just yeah, don't get me wrong. We we love Star Trek, but there is more to us than that. Yeah, yeah. In, in a way, it's a Star Trek podcast, but get to know the people that yeah. behind it. Exactly. Yeah. It can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I mean. I think I did. Like, I'm glad Jamie said that in particular because I think that's part of the problem. Um. <sighs> Like, I'm always very reluctant to kind of say, you know, if someone says, geek, do you talk geek-oriented subjects? I'm like, well, in a sense, the reason I wanted to be a geeky subject is because I use it as a verb, because I have an insane amount of curiosity, so I, I read a ton of loads of random stuff, 
which is why like I remember when me and Phil sat down in FCD, we must have talked about a hundred different subjects, not just <laughs> not just. I don't remember anything else about that day apart from us chatting. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and like mental, we talked about mental health and Star Trek, but a whole bunch of other stuff. I I think I was asked you about like sort of marriage as well because I I didn't actually realize you were married. Uh, I think beforehand, so we talked about a whole bunch of stuff. But like I'm like that with with all like who I consider friends is that. Um, I, I love being open-minded, and I love talking about a variety of different stuff. And and I think to Jamie's point, like you said it very well, is that when you decide to pick a subject, and I guess that's what I was pointing at in regards to what you guys do, is I guess it must be very difficult for you guys if you've picked a, a such a renowned thing and you talk about it all the time. There must be a point where you kind of go, "Oh, I'm sick of talking about Star Trek," and you kind of answered it with when you said you go out with your wife and as friends that you make sure you don't mention it because. I'm like that with certain friends with with this because it absorbs. It's I'm in, I'm absorbed in it all the time. I guess it's like if I had a partner, is that I'd probably be like, oh, I just came from a podcast. I wouldn't be like, oh, we talked about this, 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 and this. I would be kind of like, I don't really want to talk about it because I've just spent two hours. Yeah, you know. I find, yeah. I find that when when because normally like normally like every year, me and some will watch like, either we'll watch Star Trek all the way through like every episode, or we'll just watch random episodes from series. Yeah. But sometimes we we have those points where it's like, okay, we've watched enough now. Let's go and watch something completely different. Take a break from it. Watch the I've watch literally, I've just started doing that because I've been watching random episodes, and now I'm watching a period drama which I haven't seen in years. It's like that's it. Few episodes out, and just kind of just not have anything sci-fi related in me watching it. It's like ah, oh, brilliant. It's kind of no Star Trek insight. Random period drama. He's just going, yeah, happy now. Yeah, I think I'll, we. I think we all do that. Sorry. Reset Sorry, say that again? Sorry, we speak Everyone needs a reset button. I'm currently watching through uh, random episodes of Voyager at the moment on Netflix, which I'm really still enjoying. But there will come a point where I'm just like, yeah, I had enough of this now. But Yeah, yeah well, that's, that was what I was just about to say, is that, I mean, I have a Star Trek tattoo, which kind of tells you, you know, not, not that that's a symbol, but it, it is kind of a symbol of that I'm clearly like it. But I go through periods of Star Trek where um, I sometimes don't watch it for a while and then I'll pick it up and I probably watch Voyager in particular maybe once a year, but um, like over a period of time. But it's not like a thing that I'll binge watch. I'll watch a I'll watch the odd episode and then you know keep up where I'm up to and then go from there. And um, and I'm like that with a lot of things. Yeah, I'm kind of in that at the moment. Whereas I haven't watched this Star Trek for a little while because I I got to the point where I was just literally everything I was doing was Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I need a break from this. Game of then I got into Game of Thrones and I haven't gone to gone but I haven't gone back to Star Trek for a long time. Yeah, I think and I yeah and I guess the point I was making was that I think it would be good for other people to realise that you need to kind of like um, you know give certain parts of your brain a rest so like like today and I had a great time and I texted a really good friend of mine and I said to her like because I'll, I'll admit this to you guys because I feel like you wouldn't you wouldn't disown me for saying this but um, is like today and I don't know what why I decided to do this, but I just was sitting watching clips of Jeremy Kyle on YouTube, <laughs> and it was brilliant, like, you know, it's just because I was, like, I was a little bit tired, and I felt a little bit sick this morning, so I was just kind of like, oh, God, I don't want to be sick for later, because I know we rearranged this podcast once already, and so I felt, like, a lot better during it, and so I was just, like, trying to, like, sort of recover during the day, 
and I found myself going, I can't like what you know when you have that feeling of like I'm tired, I'm a little bit ill, I can't like watch something and put all my uh, put all my energy into it. So I just watched the most the background. born idle thing I could think of, and then I just saw a clip of Jeremy Carl and went, I'll watch that. <laughs> and <laughs> Have you myself... that everybody on Jeremy Carl has no teeth? That's and they're the yeah, most yeah. ugliest people you've ever seen in your life. Um, yeah. He's this really ugly guy. Man has 16 partners. I'm like... I know, yeah. It's just, I know. And, and, and like, <laughs> uh, if I can be sort of silly and say and you or like you'll see one clip and an absolute stunning woman comes out and you're like and then the guy who comes out as you see is balding and he's like 40 years older than and you're like i don't get this how am i still single they have a sort they must have like a set criteria of like what type of people actually come on to them yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, no, totally, yeah. Like, do you have tattoos? Do you have balding facial hair? Do you really look ugly? Do you have bags under your eyes? Then come to the show. That is, no, I, I know, um, I know enough. I think there was someone I knew, used to know who worked on it. They, they have a, a screening process like everybody does, like X Factor does, where they, X Factor basically pick either ones who are going to be terrible or brilliant, and the ones in between who are like average but not great never get picked. Yeah. Um, for that reason, so it's the same with Jeremy Kyle. Is they pick the most, they pick the most difficult ones or the more meaningful ones. So the ones that are going to get either anger or like sympathy, um, they'll pick for that very reason. And uh, yeah, some of the ones I saw today were just ridiculously funny. And like I always love it. It's like a, um, it's like they're doing an, an Olympic event when you see them behind, you see them in the background. It's been years since I've watched it, and so. I saw them in the back, and it's great because it's become like the well, it always was like sort of Jerry Springer esque. But you yeah. you see the person who originally talks to Jeremy going, "All right, you know this happened with this, 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 and this." Cut to back the back, whoever family member they've pissed off, and they're just you can see they're like they're almost like on the I'm starting, going to kill yeah, you. yeah, they're on the starting block for a hundred meters or something, and they're just about ready to like just set off to just start because they want to punch the daylight <laughs> out of them. Yeah, yeah, I'll punch the wall like that. So one security guards coming. Yeah, with Steve. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's good telly, though, isn't it? That, that, that's the only yeah, reason I, I, do it. I, I will, I will admit. This is, I've done 130 odd of these. I will admit, I quite like it, and I shouldn't. But I think, if nothing else, of when it's you're even ill, it's a guilty pleasure. Yes, exactly. I was just about to say, when you're ill, you leave it going. Well, I'm not like them, so life isn't that bad. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, we, we, you will have them. I mean, um, there's an episode of Voyager, like The Threshold. Uh-huh. The one where they go part the when Tom breaks the warp ten barrier, and then oh, he he, he rolls at him and Janeway mate, and then it's just like it's like the, one of the worst episodes ever. But yes. I, I enjoy it because it's they take it seriously. But yeah, it's yeah. so bad it's good. But I always end up enjoying it because it's a guilty pleasure. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember yeah. watching that. I remember like rewatching that like the last time I watched Voyager. It's probably like beginning of this year. Um, and I just went, I still hate this episode, but I still watched it out of like, yeah, it is still as bad as I remember. It's almost, it's almost like ter- that terrible, it's good, like, it's kind of what you're saying, so. Hmm. No, I think you're right. Yeah, it is guilty pleasure. That and Judge Judy, I'd say, are my guilty pleasure. Oh, I yeah. yeah. Love yeah, that show. That. I just love it, because I, I really like, because I wish sometimes in my life I was more like this, is I wish I had the ability to just say to someone what I really think of them. Yeah, <laughs> Which is what Judge Judy does yeah. all the time. Anyway, um, I, I realise we've been going for another couple hours, so I wanted to end, because um, obviously we mentioned the anniversary stuff, and I'll obviously let you mention some stuff that are coming up, which I always end 
talking to people about. But I wanted to, while I've got you guys on, because a couple of things, because I mentioned to these guys before we started, and they went, what, you haven't seen it yet? Um, I wanted to talk about the new, the last Star Trek, which came out recently, because <laughs> I want to know what you guys thought. So, whoever wants to take uh, it first, go ahead. I absolutely loved it. I absolutely <laughs> loved it. Probably it was brilliant. Best one of the, the three so far. Um, and really looking forward to more if they make them. And the fact that Simon Pegg wrote it, so I'm, I'm, you could definitely tell Simon Pegg wrote it. Yeah. And for that, I, excuse me, I thought it was brilliant. Did you go? Do you guys go together before the other people? Like? Oh yeah. Um, I went to see it with my dad first, and okay. then I saw it with these three. All but right. for, for me, it, I, I really enjoyed it, but it was my least favourite. However, I, I need to rewatch it because I think Simon brought up a really good point about it. It's made me reconsider. About it's like, well, hang on a second. Uh, because he talks about Kurt's character, Kurt gets a really good progression, and um, okay. like you know, like in this room, he doesn't flirt with any women. He, he seems much more mature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? yeah, you know, he's more, he's much more. The characters are much more sure of themselves. Yeah, um, and that's a re- I think that's a really good character development from like the first two films. So I actually want to rewatch the third one again. So I think, cause I think I'm going to probably reevaluate my opinion slightly. Okay, what do you think, Simon? I wasn't sure. I was, I freely admit I wasn't sure when I saw it. And I, I said it in our episode, and then <coughs> you kind of you, have you seen those late night countdown things where they kind of say, "Here's the here's the trailer," you know, "Here's the top ten films in the UK at the moment," and you sit there watching the trailer and you go, "Actually, that was pretty darn good." Yeah. So I quite enjoy it now. I kind of look back at it going to go, "Yeah, it's it's a lot more honest to how." How the old films were, like was like you were saying at the beginning. Yeah, it's a lot more truthful to those than it is to the O nine and Into Darkness. So I think you prefer it. I was, I I was very I hesitant hated to in say the darkness, it. so I don't think I, I think they could have made a terrible film, and I'd probably prefer it to the last one. So, um. well, let me put it this way: it wasn't a very big hit in the box office. Yeah, yeah, like I heard the original that. Film. So I heard that. Yeah, what, what more evidence do you need? Which probably it's means more it is great. Which means yeah. it's, which <laughs> means good, it's like that's a very good prime, point. Yeah, because that's a very good point because it's like a reverse way of looking at it. Because you think, oh, if no one went, it's like it's not as many people went to see it. It's not as good, but then it might be for Star Trek fans. Yeah, that's a very good point. I didn't look at it that way. Um, so that's actually very good, very good observation. Um, I mean, like, because this is a really nice segue because you said about Simon Pegg writing it. Who obviously was a huge Star Trek fan. He's was very frank about that when he was scotty when he became scotty is um and obviously like space reference they, they mentioned it they referenced it in space and stuff for those who are british comedy nerds like i am uh, yep. is um it, it segues me to the new series that has kind of had a lot more information since the guys because uh the last time i spoke to these guys were at fcd i mean we may have had a few emails back and forth since then but mainly like the bulk of it we were talking about like oh the new series coming out and obviously there's been a huge much more information came out since then so i'm intrigued because i wanted to ask this before we finish is this like what do you guys think in terms of the premise and stuff because i've got my thoughts because what i wanted to say before like what i meant by nice segue is that because they've involved a lot of people who used to be in star trek to be involved in it to kind of help the process along i know rod rod roddenberry is involved in it which is interesting obviously the son of gene and you've got nicholas meyer who wrote wrath of khan which i um which you know without him there might not have been a star trek because the motion picture was so awful um (laughs) so yeah so i'm i'm excited that there's certain people involved and alex kirtman 
who was involved in the new ones, which is an interesting uh, situation. So I'm so th- so that's just the context for people who are not maybe Star Trek heavy as we are. But so what do you guys think of the Star Trek Discovery and what they? Well, show me. Why don't you start it off? Okay, well, then. it's you know uh, our most most negative out of three of us. I think. Oh, good. I I, well, I knew know, ja- I knew Jamie was the one who knew what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's you know, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by the idea, particularly yeah. also Kirsten Bauer is going to be part of it. She's she's one who wrote the uh, writing the Voyager relaunch books, and she's and I just like to say right. she's done an absolutely terrific job. Yeah, um, so I've never read. Because you've never read. Never read. Um, um, you know, so I'm interested in it. Um, but you know, it's again, it's it, you're setting it in the 2250s. And it's like ten years before Kirk. How yep. is it going to be that much more different? It's That's in the era of the cage, Jamie. That's bloody interesting because we've not had anything about it. Yeah, yeah. but if you're saying it in the prime <laughs> universe, the ship's going to be exactly the same. Got, um, no, it isn't. Uh, no, it isn't. It looks like someone's got a Klingon bow cruiser and got the the uh, the, the, the actual Enterprise and just gone <laughs> stick them together. Oh yeah, it goes back to the Clash of Titans prototype, so that's kind of even canon as well. So, so whatever. Um, well, I guess then there are they. They. I mean, the biggest thing in terms of, you know, the, I guess which I guess would be would have been the most the thing people were most announcing is are they going to take the new films into consideration because what's it called there's something else you you said this for out and i keep forgetting the name of it there's something timeline what's it called kelvin Kelvin. yeah Yeah. okay it used to be jj abraham's verse but they've called it the kelvin time i think the thing is i think a lot of fans and i i do in part agree with this i think a lot of fans want to see more after picard after the 24th century boring I, I don't know. I totally agree. Predictable. Uh, no, I totally agree. I'm going to kind of wade in here and just say yeah. that I the only thing I have done mm-hmm. is actually I've seen what the new ship looks like. And that's because it came up in my newsfeed on Facebook. All right. I have purposely not done any research, looked into it, had anything, because I just want to watch it for what it is and then make my opinion. I do that for a lot of films, a lot of things anyway. Oh, don't I don't get me like wrong. I will, I will do anyway. Having but something it's... pushed into me. It's, you know, I mean, I'm sure they will come up with new stuff for it when it's set, but yes. you're going to be retreading a lot of stuff that's already been done in a sense anyway, in terms of what the species involved. But there's nothing about that time, Jamie. You can do whatever you hell like with it. You can link it up. You could meet... It, it, possibly, number one is going to be Major Barrett's character. You could even get to pole appearing. There's a lot you can do. Well, yeah, because I mean, they they the the first thing when they started to announce like the principal stuff involved in it is I I saw an interview a couple of days ago because I was just interested in it, um, and I guess because I knew you guys were coming on, I was like, oh, I should see. I, I was intrigued to read about like what what other stuff had came out since I'd last read about it, and um, even Brent Spiner because obviously data. Would have, would have been, would he, would he have been in, well, like, I don't know, some sort of thing about, I, cause I started to think, I saw Brett Spiner said, I'm not gonna be in the, 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 re, the new, the new series, and I'm like, was Data around, like, cause I, I don't know when he was made. Um, too early, too I early. believe. Yes. Too early. So unless there was like, I don't it would know. Have been like, a concept by that point, I think. Yeah. Well, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, but, it's, for me, it's like, you know, we've seen what humanity's already like at that time, so why not go for No, it? we haven't. 
No, we, we haven't. We'll just leave these two to it. And we'll no, I, 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 I see both sides to this. Like, I, I and I'm not just saying that to be a, a, a nice host. Is the um, I see both points in this because I agree in principle with Jamie in that I, I just think, which I think is Jamie's point of view, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that. Um, although it is a timeline like Simon's saying that hasn't really been explored in the sense of it's before it's in, it's dur- it's in between Jonathan Archer and Kirk, isn't it? So um, the thing is, let me put it this way: you can't go beyond Nemesis because that's the domain of Star Trek Online. So yeah. where do you go? You, you're, then you're retreading ground, Jamie. In here is in one of the wilderness in the Star Trek timeline. So they've chosen one where there's, what, the cage and the menagerie. And you can do what the hell you like with it. And link it up with well, I would disagree. series. I would, and I would disagree with that slightly in the sense of, and Jamie can uh, see what his opinion is. I would disagree with that in the sense of, you say you can do what you like with it, but it's limiting in the sense of the characters we know exist afterwards and that you can't do certain things that will alter what we already know to have happened. Like that's the can, one downside about you the writing. Can build build events into it. Yeah, yeah. So you, the, the 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 there is a thing of the. I guess it's like there's context or there's already context provided in terms of what's going to happen, so they can use that to come up with some other stuff. I see your point, but it, it but you're saying that's an advantage, but I'm saying it could also be a disadvantage in the sense of it's limiting in that they have to be aware of it doesn't affect yeah, what's already that's, happened. that's the thing. It's trying to keep that continuity. Where but you who have you got involved with it? Who? What have you oh, said yeah, about well, that's Kirsten Bayer? Yeah, yeah. Kirsten Bayer, who is very good at continuity. Who is good at continuity. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I, and, I, and as I... I, Come I on, how can you argue with that? And I opened Nicholas with... Mayer, yeah. brilliant guy... Yeah, and I opened with it saying it's not like they're just doing it for... It doesn't seem like they're doing it for money-orientated stuff. And I know... And I've watched a fair amount of Rod Roddenberry in, like, interviews, and he was on Tabletop, which is a series I like. And he comes across as a guy of you would never do... A, you would never do a Star Trek thing if it didn't, you know, involve, like, his dad's vision. Like, to a degree, like, I do think he's got that approach to things, because he seems to be very much a person who's like, I'm not going to endorse this for this reason, but good luck to them, but he's actually going to be involved in this to some degree, so... They wouldn't hmm. do it unless they thought they'd learnt from Enterprise. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'd like to think they have. <laughs> um, but there you go. So, is, is that, do, you know, I didn't want to speak for you, Jamie. Was that on the right lines? That was on the right lines, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you know, as I said, that's, that's my thing with it, you know, I, I do see some. I do see you putting a wayside, but at the same time, I think they said they're limiting. But that's what they've gone for. So you got to get on with it. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, but uh, but uh, but at the same time, Simon, it's it's. I, I again, I, I I like your positive outlook on it. And, but, and, and I'm and I'm still going to watch it, and I think even Jamie admitted that. Oh, it's yeah. just like Absolutely. it's still like the thing of though. It's still a little bit. Uh, I guess it, I, I, my first response was it was a little disappointing that it's like oh it's another thing and I get your point of Star Trek Online did that but then a lot of like TV and mainstream film don't care about canon or other or video game but versions how, of things. Where do, you, where do you stop though? Do you go all the way to Enterprise J? Where, where do you go? And they just kind of it, it becomes too easy if you go beyond their missus. Whereas there's so little known about the early history of the Federation. I think that's quite an interesting thing to go back to. And who better to go back to it than the people who kind of got you to where we who are got now? got it right, yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm willing to see it, and, it, and I mean, obviously, you get, you'd have to. It all comes down to because I was willing to give Enterprise a chance, but I never liked the crew, and I never liked the the dichotomy. If that's the you know, if that's the a sort of a, 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 I guess a very intelligent word to say is that it's just I I just didn't. I did. I didn't have the emotional input, like involvement, that I did in the other series. That I couldn't like sort of get on board with it. So I guess that's all for me. That's what it's all going to be dependent on. Um, is what they do with it. Um, but no, I'm willing to give it a chance, Simon. I don't think that's what we're seeing. It's just we. I guess as fans, you're entitled to go like, oh, here's what I'm not excited to 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 hear and. Uh, I, w- I wish they would have do it this way, but as you said, I mean, it's nothing we can do about it. We don't have enough influence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're not Simon Pegg. It's just... The future is just a bit too predictable. Yeah. I think just... Oh, yeah, bigger ship, better technology. Great, but... It's like... How's that hard? How's That's so easy to do. And yeah. it, what's there to let to explore? You can do the same sort of thing in the past. It doesn't well, I guess no you can reason make that for saying it. Of, you can make the argument of sort of Voyager spoiled that by having their own quadrant of themselves. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, and the th- to be fair, it's not on the Enterprise. That's the other thing. Yeah. No, it's I'm pleased they did that. So... I'm pleased they did that. And I'm, uh, yeah, I am pleased they did that because I just thought it would be a little bit sort of silly to just keep going with the because idea it, of... It could be lost mission records. You, you just don't know. It could just be... It, you know, it's not kind of one of the big ships that's out there. It's one of the. One I, mean, of I suppose. The sh- do you think then he has he has a he has an interesting thought? Do you think then? Because I know they said they're not going to ignore the film timeline, but could it could there be a possibility if it's ten years before Kirk that you could have the Chris Pine as a young Kirk somewhere ten years before, um, like he gets the Enterprise. Well, again, it's the you've got number one who who either has come from or is going to the Enterprise from um, the Menagerie, the Cage. That's where the link could be. Yes, number one. That's where the link is. Yeah. So it kind of if that's what it is, where it does link up with the original series. That's the thing, and that's where you get that link. Yeah. So they could like sort of throw in people. Um, as you were there saying. was a huge opportunity to link, so you could see young characters from the original series. You can see old characters from Enterprise. Yeah, it's a good whereas point, yeah. the future, what can you really do? How can far, you how far ex- was? I always forget this because I'm terrible with timelines. Like how far, how far of a prequel was Enterprise in terms of years? Twenty one fifties. So that would have been twenty one fifty four, wasn't yeah. it? I think Jeremy yeah. ended. Yeah. Many, um, yeah, twenty one fifty four, twenty one fifty. Yeah, hundred years of Oracle. Okay. So yeah, mid twenty second. So as you said to Paul, like, oh, like as you said to Paul, could easily, if they wanted to, for some reason, because Vulcans last yeah. hundreds of years. So yeah, okay. No, I, I, I'm starting to come around now, Simon. <laughs> this is the gr- the beauty of debating. Yeah. I didn't tell long. <laughs> yeah. But I, I again, I, I, I don't know. I, I. I understand saying it's sort of too easy, but then part of me is just like, uh, I don't know, I think you can That's come up with That's what I'm enough. used to, but yeah, yeah, fine, it's what I'm used to, but sometimes it's better to go for the challenge rather than the easy, easy dollar, isn't it? Yeah, well, Whereas, but part of me feels, it's a bit like um, when uh, Ridley Scott did Prometheus, I was just like, I, I'm not, I, I understand his interest in it. 
but this I just I guess I'm just kind of a little bit sick of just every time people seem to think prequels are always are all the time a good idea or or in or instantly going to be money grabbing opportunities and I'm yeah, not don't necessarily agree with that. There's a lot there's a, there is a lot of them particularly in terms of movies prequels. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, well, like it's almost like we've run out of money for the previous thing. Let's do something so we can get more. Yeah. So as much as you say it's a challenge, there is other examples in other franchises where it's like a money-grabbing opportunity because it already exists and they're just going to go back and say, well, this is how it started. And I'm like, oh. Whenever we know. have discussions like this, it always leads back to we've at least we've got new Shrek. Yes. I know, yeah, yeah that always lends ends on that, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like, we can all agree, at least it's happening. And, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this now, you know. I, I've... I've I think me, me and Simon both, you know, both grown more fond of Enterprise over the last couple of years since we, we've rewatched it. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, you know, you can maybe if you if you do compare it to other Star Trek series, it doesn't really stand up. Maybe, but at the same time, if you look at it on its own, it's not bad. Um, you know, and I I appreciate the idea of a prequel. It, it is interesting seeing how things work because obviously back then you had no prime directive. Um, so you know it wasn't even a concept back then, and you know you, you know you had to rely far more on the you know a translator than you you obviously didn't you, you know because you have universal translators now like in the twenty third twenty fourth century. So, Jamie, you've also said to me you wanted to see more of the foundation of the Federation. Well, here's your opportunity. I think it would be more. It's going to be closer towards it than Enterprise ever was. Mm. So. You know, even you've got to kind of make kind of you want to know more about it. You've said to me, original series is oh, cowboy and cowboy diplomacy, origins of the foreign directive. Well, this is definitely going to be more of that, yeah. But I think I, I, I probably would have said it a bit more closer. I probably would have said it late 22nd, early 23rd century, but then you get more enterprise. Hmm? Oh no, have I got my times wrong? But, no, they get more but, but but then <laughs> but then there's no episode attached to it. What do you mean? Again, talking talk about kind of well, there's nothing to work with. That they are, they are. Then you've got nothing to work with. Whereas at least with this, you you've got something to work from. You've got two episodes of the original series to work from. A mm. basic template. Whereas then, nada. Mm. Yeah. No, and how how do, how, do, how do you sell that? Oh, it's something you've never seen before. Oh, oh, God, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Whereas this, yeah, it's it's from the era of the cage. Oh, okay. I'll give that a go. Well, I guess like, sell it. Well, the, the the reason I agreed with you in the sense of it's <laughs> it's it's in some cases more of a challenge in the sense of what you said is because when you work with something you've got like a you've already got like a predetermined amount of things to work with like even if it's a small like r- rules of like oh you can't do this you can't do this because like Voyager which some people criticized when Voyager came out was that because they said it's so far away from earth where no one had ever been and they were literally going back towards earth is that they could make up whatever species they wanted or anything like that and it so it was almost like a black canvas of we can do whatever we want, which is why they had so many different, you know, enemies they came across and all this kind of thing. So it's going to... Yeah. By definition, you could argue... You could argue by definition, then, that maybe it's going to be more drama, story-orientated, because Voyager, as much as I prefer it, and I do think the stories are a little underappreciated, because you've kind of got to watch them a few times to kind of see what's going on. It's less obvious. 
but it is very much a kind of like the CGI of oh we're having a battle. Like I, I used to, I went through a stage of counting episodes that started with Voyager being under attack. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Another argument about a future one is then you're working towards the Temporal Prime Directive and crap like that. Yeah. The Temporal Cold War. Do you really want more <laughs> of crap that? like that? <laughs> well, I always find that quite interesting. I always quite like the concept. So I it makes no sense. Yeah. A lot of things in Star Trek don't make sense. <laughs> yeah, they added it to Star Trek Online, and I was just like, I thought I got rid of this temporal shit. <laughs> it does. So you're working me. towards that, whereas yeah. this, you're back to what Star Trek was at its best. You're back to well, this is what the 50th anniversary is about. Back to what where it all started. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, and I guess that's probably what they came up where they came up with mm, that that's idea. Probably, yeah, yeah. yeah, as long as I think it would be nice if they, I, I'm hope, I guess to, to end on a positive note in terms of what I think about it is, <laughs> um, I hope it's successful so that they <laughs> will do a series that is based more in the future because I, I know you said about Star Trek Online, but as being a, I've played all the episodes on Star Trek Online a couple of times through. I think there's enough in there that's not been explained hugely or is just in a in a log that you can read on on the game that they could t- certainly take like a premise inside that and expand it and go this is what happened at this time because like the thing about like i said about data being on the enterprise like it, it, that's just a, a, a like a message log you read inside the game there's no mission or anything it just says that that's what happened um so it'd well, be nice well, you know? well that's actually from Star Trek Countdown, which is actually oh yeah, well I imagine it was from a book, to, yeah. um, prequel to Star Trek 09. Yeah, didn't so you they... give me that as a comic site? Wasn't that one of the comic books you got me, or or I've read? I think Star Trek Countdown. You've borrowed it, I think. I've, I think I've, I've got a copy, it, yeah. Yeah. but that's where the origins of that is. So that is actually from Fair enough. the groundwork that JJ um, Abrams set up before the release of 09. There you are. Bit of trivia for you. Yeah, yeah. I knew that they'd used some, they used some. They used the canon stuff. Yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah. So I mean, did Phil like you were a little bit quiet during that? Like, what's your? Did you say what your opinion was? Uh, like I said, uh, for me. Oh yeah, you're gonna wait. For I it, didn't yeah. want to get in. I didn't want to get into the. I'm not sure about this. I like to go in as an open book. So, for example, Good for you. the. I think you're right. For a lot of films, I don't like watching the trailers because oh, I don't yeah. want any preconceptions. I just well, want to watch. Good example of that would be the last Star Trek. Star Trek film because that got slated didn't it some trailer got leaked wasn't it I think was the story yeah the trailer was exactly the like um, Fast and Furious oh yeah (laughs) because it's the same director is it the same director is it the same director yeah yeah yeah, just going to learn exactly so people start hyping up about (laughs) random I remember watching this thing with Simon there was this long video 10 minute video about a 30 second trailer and you think so hey, what? This guy's gone to the minute detail of that every single one and zoomed in on things in the background and the foreground and like just get a life, just let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, anyway, yeah. So um, I'm just I'm glad I got your opinion on it because yeah, I think it's funny because with Star Wars, like Star Wars, when the the last Star Wars came out, because I. Cause I would definitely say I'm more a Star Trek fan than Star Wars, even though I don't really like the idea of going, I'm pushing a series to one side, but um, I I had Phil's reaction to that. I was very much like, kind of, I'm not really bothered, like, I'll see, I'll watch it and see what I think of it, and I didn't yeah. really have an opinion beforehand. I think that probably helped um, I, think, I think it's because stuff. like, Star Wars was pre before we were born, so it has I think less, like, personal meaning to me. As opposed to, as I, as we touched on earlier, you know, 
next generation started when i was the the year i was born and i like grew up watching it seeing my dad watch it and so and then that led to deep space nine and then voyager so i've like grown up with like it being around whereas star wars was a lot earlier and i don't count the prequels because <laughs> 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 they were rubbish um so anyway yeah so in um as i guess i'll wrap this up because we've been talking a while so what do you guys got planned for the future? I mean, are you doing anything like sort of extra, extra special for your anniversary? Uh, well, I'll be obviously releasing um, the blog of our anniversary oh, yes. on Monday, the 3rd of October. I'm sure um, I'll do that over the weekend, yeah. Yeah, um, so... <laughs> well, actually, I might even do it tomorrow. I might make time tomorrow <laughs> to do it. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> we also hit our milestone of 50 episodes with today, with re- the release of today's episode as well. Oh, that's cool. Which which wasn't today, but yes, it's well as, well, as we're recording. As we're recording, yes, mm, yeah. yes, yeah. yeah. That's fine to say that everyone knows that I usually record these three or four days or so. So, yeah. um, <laughs> and we will be at I said Destination Star Trek uh, yes. Europe next week. We yeah. may have a fan panel, hopefully. Um, cool beans. Possibly with a fan panel. Yeah. So, which well, am I right in saying? Because I talked to you about this because uh, I think I mentioned earlier we'd pre we'd rearrange this because we were having like technical issues uh, when we were first <laughs> were going to do this. And I think I'm right in remembering you saying was the because well I know you said this earlier as well with the fan thing. So are you kind of counting when you go to Destination Star Trek that it's like your official two year anniversary because. That was kind of like when it officially started, would you say, when you did the whole panel, as in with Phil being involved as well? Is that fair to say? Uh, not a million miles off, no. No, okay. not a million miles off. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I mean, I, I would kind of regard it as... Cause, yeah, because yeah, actually, um, Phil, I never, got, I never asked you that because we were talking about um, when Simon and Jamie were doing it on their own before you got involved. Like, what's the podcast experience been for you? Like, did you find it weird when you first started? Um, I, I, I found to start with I felt like I was always on Jamie and Simon's show uh, it did feel like that for a long time <laughs> until eventually it sort of I, I, I think it was when I came up with my own ideas and I put those into the podcast come up with a few things that I wanted to do then eventually helping them with the website and building the website with Simon it, it, it progressed in almost to something that was all was all psychical my own and that, that's kind of when when I was able to say, yeah, I'm a part of this, rather than, like I say, be the guest that never, they never left. <laughs> <laughs> it does take time as well, I always find, is that it's, it's, we, it, it, it's like I, I kind of fell out, fall out. It's kind of why, why like, when I, I'm, I'm pleased I have a co-host with, other, with another, the other show that I do, because um, I kind of fall out of the habit of having someone else here. Um, if they're like on this side of the fence, is in ask, helping me ask the questions. Is that it, it, that takes time? I guess is what I'm saying. Is that in my experience, I've found because um, that I think when we first started doing that show, it was like uh, we had rotating co-hosts, which didn't help. But the, my current co-host that I had now, it took a bit of time, even as friends, like to kind of go right. Oh, this is where you you can you can speak now and and learning your instincts with each other. It's like it's weird. It's a weird thing to get right. Um, that took ages. I mean, me and me and Jamie used to talk over each other all the time. I yeah. still talk over him now, but yeah, yeah, not as, no, much as, it's, not it's, as bad as we were. Yeah, it's realizing that if someone's going to speak, as to they've got a thought and let them go with it, and and all this kind of thing, and 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 also I think it's 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 realizing. I, I'm I also want to ask you this directly: is that 
you know, do you ever like learn the thing of like? Because I obviously ask questions. Because if you're the host and you're you're talking, is you ask questions to kind of keep the, the ball rolling. But did you guys ever have to learn the thing of like a person doesn't have to end a, end talking by a question? You can just you know add to it. Like that's something that's very difficult to teach people in training for presenting and stuff like that. Is that you know like if I go. Like now, I could go end it by going. So, what do you think about that? Whereas I could just go, "Oh yeah, you know that's interesting." And then you go, "Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think this." Do you know what I mean? Like you don't just go. That, what do you guys I think? Is always <laughs> kind of come naturally to us because we've just sort of yes. I don't know. I didn't. I'd never really thought about the time I was able to do that. I just was able to. Mm-hmm. I, I'm in a job where I'm, I'm. My whole job is communicating anyway. So yeah. I suppose for me, it was just it came naturally. Yeah. I think the boys sort of bounce off sometimes where I'm I'm rambling over the top a lot of the time and mm-hmm. they then save me every now and again when I keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> <That's what> we... <laughs> um, or leave me hanging just because I said it. <laughs> like it also seems as well, and I give you guys a lot of credit for this, is the you mentioned this earlier, uh, Phil, and, and I, I was intrigued to know if the other guys feel the same way. I'm guessing they do. Is that whenever you guys come up with independent ideas, it sounds like to me that you use, li- use, lis- use listen, and it's not like, because I, I have met people who have, you know, partnerships in podcasts where you sometimes feel that I, I can become a, feel aware that they, like one person makes all the decisions and you got a person who, you got a person who's like really struck, like annoyed creatively because they're not being listened to. And it seems like from, uh, like, so is it fair? Are you, are you, I guess I'm asking, uh, <laughs> tell us to fuck of, off if yes, you want, but I'm asking like, are you all feeling creatively fulfilled is what I'm guessing well, I'm asking. I, I don't know. Simon generally is the brainchild of it. Yeah. Um, mm. Jamie will have a lot of ideas. I would have a lot of ideas, and then Simon will go, well, hang on a minute, let's mould that that way, and then actually I'll think, well, no, that's not what I wanted, but actually that's such a much better idea. Damn it. <laughs> but in, it, in a way... It didn't yeah. used to be like this. It didn't used to be so tranquil. Last year it was hell. Like, first year it was actually nightmare. And it was quite kind of, right, we're doing this, and boys went, yeah, all right then. And I said, they're going, no, this isn't what I want. I want you guys to tell me what you guys think. And then I think I took a break at the end of last year and it kind of, they took over. They knew what it's like doing what I was doing. And yeah, I had a I bit of their job. appreciation yeah. of everyone's job and it yeah, helped. Yeah, yeah. And then that fixed everything that happened last year because we didn't have a good year. From the outside, you wouldn't know. But internally, we had a very bad year because it was a very, very aggressive year, wouldn't you say, Phil? Mm. I think we had a very... We had a very odd relationship where it was kind of <coughs> Sorry. arguing with each other, an awful lot of kind of feel going, I want to do more, but you, you're not letting me. And then I took a break out going, all right, then, fine, you do it then, you see what I'm going through. And then he kind of went, yeah, this is easy. And then we've kind of, now it's majority vote mostly, mostly led we, by. We've all developed an appreciation for what each other has sort of done. So, yeah, we all had, we all took turns. So, for example, I used to always upload the podcast. Simon would do a lot of the production and Jamie would do the editing and it would go around that way. Then I started doing the editing, Jamie did the upload, Simon did the... And it, yeah, it, yeah, we, yeah. We, they all then had each other's job and I now appreciate what Simon had to do. Equally, Simon appreciates annoyance of the uploading where it's actually something that seems so simple but there's loads of little bits you've got to do and remember but the thing by the time you get to know how <laughs> yeah, to do it I it's know. easy but when you're, you're, you're frustrated it I mean 
it's one of those sort of, I think once you appreciate what the other person does, the resentment you have about an argument you've had goes because you actually then kind of understand what they're saying. Hmm. And maybe um, maybe you guys should talk to me about someone who does that all on his own. <laughs> You've got like three a year. <laughs> you know, so, you know, maybe you should just appreciate that a bit more, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, in the practice years, I kind of did everything. Yeah. So, no, no, but it's nice. No, it's been but, there and yeah. done that as well. Well, yeah, but it's kind of nice <laughs> that they're willing. Like, I'm, I'm, I guess to, like, I was just being silly when I said that, but it's like because I mean that's just the that's just that's just the way it is, and I, 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 I actually that's joke. Your choice, to, isn't it? I joke to a fr- it's it's just necessity, really. It's like it would be nice if I um, could rely on that more often, and I guess hopefully one day that'll that'll change. And I have had help, you know, I, you know, huge credit to like Graham who runs my site for me and stuff like that. Like I'm hugely grateful for that in that sense. Like run as in like the, the code and stuff. I mean, I obviously upload stuff and whatnot, but, um, like, yeah, it's just, it's, it, it is, it, 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 I, I'm glad you said that, like Phil in particular, like, well, like, like he's all did is the, I think that's the one thing that frustrates me when people say I'd like to start a podcast and it's really like sort of nice nice in a sort of i guess cynical way when i get people coming back to me going god starting a podcast is a lot harder than i thought like i like i didn't I mean, realize like, yeah. like i mean it has been a, i mean it has sometimes pushed the, the, the friendship to the point where that's why we decided to have that days where we only get to talk to each other and see each other because yep. it got to the point where workship, yeah. the friendship wasn't a friendship it was just a workshop yeah. that's, that's, that's why we also have a um Right, every year. Mm. Yeah, every August, we we have a tight. We don't do anything. You know what it well, is. We, I was we, actually. We do it, we I, I was actually thinking because, like, this is how, um, like, what's the word? Like, sort of. I guess. In, I guess just to be. I I I reluctant to say this word in a mental health sense, but like, I guess it shows how insane I can be sometimes. Is that I'm literally going. Oh, if I like hit this certain number this year, I've done I've done a podcast every week this year, and then I suddenly go. But that means, Stephen, you never took a break. <laughs> yeah. So to your point about a hiatus, I, I'm starting to really understand. Because I'm kind of like it's going... Something that we've, yeah, it's yeah. just something we've done. It's the August hiatus. It's Plus the fact that a lot of people go on holiday. Plus the fact that people are away. It, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a good time. I understand. Yeah, I should probably look into that because August, in terms of first time this has ever happened, and I would admit this because I'm friends with you, but like, um, I've never had any like guest issues in terms of I've always found someone I'd want to talk to or someone I want to be on, and like for the first time in three and a bit years of doing this. Um, I just was getting no email responses over August, and then I suddenly were like, "Cause it's the summer," so yeah, I, I think you're right. A hiatus on August would be good. Although um, I quickly realise it's not as great as it sounds because production roughly takes about two weeks for us. Yeah, so effectively, yeah, one, uh, you have about you have about two weeks of actual relaxing take it easy and then you have two weeks of actually getting ready for the first episode of September yeah so yeah yeah in in practicality <laughs> it's only like two weeks off but yeah, yeah. I have four weeks off so I don't know yeah, no. <laughs> I know I, that's a very good um, good thing to, to to refer to Simon you're quite right because yeah even if I like sort of take two weeks off on a podcast I'm like probably ten days into that two not even that maybe even like I don't know for four or five days going okay I've got ten days to figure out who I'm going to oh. have on that episode and- <laughs> <laughs> and don't talk to me about yeah. beginning of the year. The, the, the gap between 
in like beginning of December and the beginning of January. Yeah. Don't talk to me about that. Oh my god, because he's sitting going, we guys, we have no schedule for next year. What are we doing? And they sit there going, I don't know. You, you, you <laughs> come up with this. have a drink. Let's get some you, food. You, you come know, up this, with this, it. This, 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 this going, yeah. We've got to come up with something for January. It's the hardest part about doing something, even if you just care about it. I mean, I know you said, like, you guys do it for fun. It's not necessarily, like, a business, even though you kind of might look at it that way in certain things. But, um, yeah, it's just it, it, when you care about something, it's like you want to do a good job and stuff like that. But it's like giving yourself a self-imposed hiatus. It's like you have to do that. So as much as it's annoying... It's essential, really. Otherwise, you suffer burnout, really. And the worst, the worst feeling is when you don't want to do something you really like doing because you just you're knackered, like, and you're yeah, worn yeah. out. Um, you know, and I get periods where I'm like that, where I don't want to podcast, and I hate that feeling because it's the best thing I've ever done. So I was like, go. That's the times when I usually feel like that. I'm like, I need to like just take the next two days of doing nothing, like doing very little, and um, I've obviously got other stuff to do. And it's like just. Take it, take it easy and recover. Um. I usually find that if I've had enough of the podcast, which hasn't really happened this year, I spend time blogging. If I'm fed up with blogging, I'll spend my time yeah. doing research for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's a really odd thing. You can go between two and kind of go, sod you for a while. I do research whenever. I'm blogging now. But I think I, 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 that's, that's exact, I think that's a very good comparison to like what I said earlier is about when i like watch jeremy kyle stuff it's like i think everyone should does that to a certain degree like as in it's it's using different parts of your brain so like you writing something is difficult is different to speaking out loud um i play music or i'll just relax or whatever like um i think like you it's just finding out what works for you in any given day um because uh, your capacity is different each time uh, i guess you learn that in a mental health capacity um so yeah cool um this was like again painless and enjoyable which is usually <laughs> what i like to do um so in terms of like future stuff for you guys obviously you mentioned you're at destination star trek you're gonna do um you've got the blog coming up which i'm writing a bit for um is there any uh, interviews lined up as well yes so are you doing a lot of stuff at um destination are you going to do any interviews there uh basically i i've taken your approach to it is Hi. Would you you like should. To <laughs> it always works. Just be nice. That's the, plan. Um, That's the plan. Yeah, talk to whoever they're with. Usually, is a good. Yeah, is a good. And, and, the, and the thing is, even if they say they can't do it now, they can't do it at all. All you got to do is okay. No problem. Thanks for your time anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You ask. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, shy, shy burns getting out, as my mum always said. <laughs> it's a very Geordie thing, but shy burns getting out. Um. So, so yeah. So, uh, who, who are you got? Who are you wanting to talk to? I guess maybe it's an interesting question. Who's there? Actually, I, I generally I've I've spent I've been so absorbed in stuff I don't actually know who's confirmed in going Star Trek wise. Well, Jonathan Franks is, is confirmed and then not going again. <laughs> oh right, so he was and now he's not. Yeah, for like oh, that's all sucks. time running. That sucks. <laughs> that sucks. But I'm 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 waiting to see who they're replacing because last time who was it replacing? It's um. Tommy. Colmini replaced him. Wow, he's like rocking like horse shit. You, you just I don't always find thought it. like uh, I was wrong in thinking that Colmini just like didn't acknowledge Star Trek ever happened for him. He always seemed to be one of these people that just never acknowledged it. But you know, I guess I clearly I'm clearly I'm wrong. I, uh, Jamie got him. Didn't Jamie? You got him to sing Minch, Minstrel Boy, didn't you? Is that you that got him to sing it? Or no, that wasn't me. No, that wasn't me. <laughs> 
That's fun though. I, I got a question. Asked him a question, but it wasn't. The, uh, I didn't. Uh, that was someone else who asked him to. Oh, was it like um, a? Was this at a panel? Yes, yeah, and I, I filmed him again. You can see that on our YouTube channel. We oh, actually filmed cool. him singing uh, Minstrel Boy. Have I uploaded it? <laughs> yeah, I've uploaded it. That's it's, the same, it's the same as like when um, I filmed part of the the Leonard Nimoy uh, chat. Uh, one of his last ones he did before. Unfortunately, he's, he's no longer with us. But I think it was his the last one. Yeah, it was the last one. What so was his one? What was his last that. one? Where was that? Um, he actually did a Skype. It was done via Skype to a select few people who were very lucky to, to, to be there and oh, me and Jamie got to get in um, wow, unfortunately Simon cool. couldn't but yeah that's really cool I didn't know, I didn't know that that's really awesome if you literally search the Engaged Podcast or my name into Google okay you'll find that clip and go. it's it, it, he basically does a song with his nephew that's really um, cool it's really cool. But yeah, I just assume like Colin Meany because like he used to get like the the like sort of um, jokes done at him because he was just the guy who did very little in Enterprise and then some, all of a sudden he's the engineer on Deep Space Nine. And he just seems to be because I guess like he's you know he's acted in a few other half decent stuff that I thought like he was one of these people that just was like I'm not going to go to a Star Trek convention, but clearly I'm wrong. Because <laughs> I mean, if you look at if you look at um, his schedule on the IMDb. Oh my god, the amount of stuff he does. His schedule is just hectic. Well, yeah, yeah. He's done a lot. He's good. But, mm. but going back to sort of people that the at the convention, there's loads. You've got George Kakai, you've got William Shatner, uh, Christopher Lloyd, uh, Gates McFadden, uh, Marina Sirtis. Uh, Will Wheaton. Loads. Will Wheaton, oh, uh, Warren Armstrong. Oh, I like Wheaton a lot. Yeah. I was watching like uh, I was watching yesterday like all the blooper reels from the first few seasons of uh, Next Generation, and it's like I forget how young he was in that. <laughs> it's just, just, just in the in the the grey suit. Uh, it was just like oh my god. He goes to get his jumpers. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Don't forget the episode Phil where he falls in love. Where he falls in love? Did you say there? <laughs> yeah. The dolphin. The what? The dolphin. Dolph- the Dolphin. The Dolphin. Yeah. Oh. Season 2. I thought you were referring to... The one I really liked, because I thought this is what, like... I guess this is like, this will be the last... like Because I guess this will be the last jokey thing I'll say, and then I guess we'll end it now. Is, um... Do you know... Are you guys aware of where you guys are based in England, the Pokemon Go craze? Like, has it sort of ended for yes, you guys yeah. yet? Yeah. Like, yeah. It has ended, yeah. People got bored of it. Thank God. Oh, oh they have. Oh, good. <laughs> I wouldn't know either because, like, I downloaded it and it is kind of like it was annoying when it first came around. But you guys are probably the only one because I made a joke about this to some of my friends and they were like, I don't have a clue what you're on about. But you guys will totally get it. So I'm going to say it to you guys as, like, the last thing as a, as a tribute because you guys know. So I, you guys will, know, will appreciate, I hope, my comparing it to the episode in Enterprise where Crusher comes back and Ashley Judd. Um, is it Ashley the Judd? Game. Sorry? The game. the game. Yeah, the game, yeah. It is literally like that. Like, Pokemon Go felt like that to me because it was just, like, a bunch of crazy people <laughs> coming back, like, with a malfunction, almost like a malfunctioning game. And they were all, like, incredibly, horribly addicted. And I'm like, I've lost my life. Like, my friends are not speaking to me because they're just obsessed with this damn game. Um, it's something they even mention on Mission Log. Where they kept getting emails by people going, hey, this sounds like uh, Pokemon Go, why didn't you talk about it? And they just sit there going, oh, 
Yes, we, oh, we right. know, we know it is. So go and listen to that, Steve, and I think you'll enjoy it. All right, so, yeah, great then. Okay, because I, I, I was thinking, surely I'm not the only person that made that comparison, but yeah, okay. Go and have a listen to that, Steve, and I think you'll find it hilarious. <laughs> Good. Going, oh, my God. Good, because... No, um, we get it, we get it. Yeah, but it, I think it's right, but I think they're right. I think they're honestly quite right. Um... Is is that yeah? I watched. I was just. I remember watching that episode not too long ago and going, "It's the same thing." Because you know, I was like turning up to my usual like gathering of friends, and they weren't talking to me because they were looking at their phone, going, "Oh, there's like a bloody potential Pokemon <laughs> like on your face right now." And I'm like, "What?" Like, and and I, and it's just I'm like, I need to go to the. I need to go to engineering and <laughs> and deal with it. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, yeah, actually just making a Harry Potter version of that game, but let's move on from that. Oh, really? Oh, no. Yeah, oh, God. And we end on that. <laughs> yes, and we end on on depression. <laughs> but anyway, hugely fun talking to you guys, as always. You guys are welcome yes, back any, anytime you want. Um, I Let me know how Destination goes. I'd like to know just whether you enjoyed it. So just let me, give me a shout. When you cut, when you get back, um, and obviously, if you guys are listening to this, if you could type in, I obviously mentioned this in the introduction, which hopefully you would have heard already. But um, if you type in the the Engage podcast into iTunes, you'll find these guys. Not Engage podcast is that the other? Is that what the other one's called? Engage the official Star Trek podcast. Yeah, yeah. not that the Engage. If you yeah, see three the... ugly guys, uh, all well, one with a one with a with red shirt. And one with a blue shirt, then you kind of found us. Considering me and Phil, uh, there's been a joke that we have a bromance. So I'm going to say that's not <laughs> true. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but uh, anyway. So no, yeah. I so haven't t- noticed, Steve. I never noticed that. No. <laughs> just just uh, searching anything. Yes. The Engage podcast. We're on Twitter, Facebook. Um, and YouTube, and of course, you can email us the Engage Podcast at yahoo.com or go on our website, yes. the Engage Podcast.com. Pod, awesome stuff, yes, and you'll find like all our episodes that they just talked about. Um, and is your, blog, your blog's on there, isn't it? Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the links to the download page. At, at yeah, yeah, the blog. There's links to it. We upload um, everything through SoundCloud, which is again a free website. Cool. And as I say, like uh, it I all know. links up. You'll find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll go all find the website stuff on there. Fine. But as they mentioned, like there's some YouTube videos that were mentioned throughout this, so you can go on their YouTube channel and have a look for yourself. Cool, thanks a lot, guys. Obviously, follow them on Twitter and all that kind of jazz as well. Um, uh, huge thank you guys for coming on. Obviously, if you're listening to this on iTunes, please do consider subscribing to this very podcast. Obviously, we're friends are there, so we encourage you to in- you subscribe to all our friends' podcasts. And uh, we- this is a this is a family of UK podcasters, I would say. Um, so every support is this is why we all guest on other people's shows and stuff is to show trying to get the sort of bigger network out there because, um, you know, we need more UK podcasters, so that's that's always good. Um, thanks, guys. Uh, I will obviously speak to you soon. Have fun at um, de- uh, the Destination Star Trek, and uh, I'll speak to you guys soon. Lovely. Thank, Thank you. Again. Thank you. Thanks. Sorry, See you soon. Right. Uh, I'll fin- okay, thanks, man. Uh, okay, I'll finish this like I always end, and I'll Told, I'll say bye to these guys properly. Is um, huge thank you everybody, and I'll end the podcast like I always end the words of the great Boomy Robot Jocks Crash and Burn. I'll see you very soon for another edition of the Geek Waters Podcast. Thanks guys, bye.